Drama City Productions presents Immersion Rig Now Online Welcome Nerd Now Generating Episode 65 Featuring horror, comics, movies, wrestling. Full immersion begins in three, two, one. Hey, this is Christian. Hey, this is Damon. And this is the Amazing Nerd Show. Happy WrestleMania, Christian. It's yes, here. It's a huge weekend for us. A huge weekend. We've got WrestleMania and other wrestling, NXT, mm. uh, G1. Supercard. Supercard. <laughs> whatever the hell they're calling it. Uh, and then we also have a whole lot of movies coming out. We've got Pet Cemetery and Shazam. So, so yeah, next week's episode is going to be like eight hours long, pretty much. <laughs> so... We also, this week, we had the Avenger Endgame tickets go on pre-sale. Yes. Christian, you got yourself a ticket. Yes, I did. And it was a How long nightmare. did it take you? Because, <laughs> like, was, sites were crashing, right? Yeah. I woke up, like, probably at the right time to even get on there. But then I decided to ask my girlfriend, like, oh, what time would do you work that day? Can I get tickets for a certain time? So, waiting for her to wake up and give me the right answer, then I started getting tickets. And I was stuck in line for a fucking hour. Christian. Yes. Are you going to sell that ticket? No. People are selling their tickets on eBay. I'm probably not going to sell that. For thousands of dollars. (laughs) Christian, look at me. Sell your fucking ticket. (laughs) Usually, I'm a total nerd Uh, for this shit, but there, I mean, you don't have to see the first showing. You're going to be okay. <laughs> you don't have to see the first showing. I'm going to go the next day at 11 o'clock in the morning. The The theater is going to be half full, not because of the movie, just because it's the theater that I go to. And the reason I go to is because the theater is usually half full. And I'm going to enjoy the movie just as much as you enjoy the movie. S- sell your ticket. I'll think about it. A thousand dollars, especially if you can get a thousand dollars. Someone sold theirs for fifteen k. That's insane. People are stupid. Uh-huh. <laughs> I'm stupid over this shit, but that's <laughs> really stupid. And the ones I was showing you were nine thousand and five thousand. Sell your ticket, Christian. <laughs> <laughs> well, don't. I mean, don't fucking hesitate. Do it now while people oh, are stupid God. over this shit. Get out there and sell your ticket, because more. T- Time passes, people are going to think about this rationally and be like, oh, wait a second. What am I thinking? Just I feel insane. like it'll be like when I try so to did, sell the sauce. D- yeah, right. Yes, <laughs> that's right. Christian, what, 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 what's the sauce called? Um, Sesquad sauce for Rick and Morty. Did we talk I'm, about I'm actually it? wearing a shirt about Yeah. Did we talk about that on the I show? I believe so. Unless oh, maybe that was a long box. That was a yeah. former show. Um, Christian stood in line at McDonald's yes. for the Rick and Morty special... Szechuan sauce. sauce. Yes. Um, for how long, Christian? Um, I got there at four in the morning. You're insane. Four or five in the morning. Insane. <laughs> and you stayed in line for till I think about twelve or one. Holy shit! For fucking nugget sauce. Yeah, I still have it. 
I haven't opened it. Not anything. I'm gonna put it in a glass case. And didn't McDonald's just like? Yeah, they re-released it (laughs) for like a short time. So you missed your moment to sell it, huh? Because people were selling that shit online, right? I put it up for a hundred dollars. Oh, you did try. Yes. Okay. Fine. At least you tried. Because <laughs> yeah, how much? What was the most you see, like you actually saw it going for? I think it was like around three hundred. And people, so people are so stupid. I mean, look. <laughs> I mean, look around. I mean, my fucking basement is yes. filled with you know crazy nerd shit. But I'm not paying three hundred dollars for sauce. <laughs> Limited edition. Okay, whatever. I still um, never. I never got to taste it when even when it did the re-release. I went to a I went to a McDonald's and asked, "Hey, do you got such a sauce?" And they were like, "What are you talking about?" What? Are you I was talking? a fucking moron. Really? Yeah. I was well, like, he doesn't give a shit. He's getting paid like ten dollars an hour. True. You know, to shovel but fries. Still, so I mean, whatever. When it's being advertised everywhere that you have this sauce. I, I, I don't know. He I still doesn't give a shit, Christian, <laughs> and I don't blame him. So. <laughs> <laughs> yes, but please, Christian, sell your ticket. I mean, We're if you're listening to this episode and you're interested. You know, <laughs> DM, <laughs> yeah, DM Christian. You got two, right? Yeah, I got two. Okay. All right, man. That's like $18,000, Christian. I feel like that's an experience. That's like a studio. We could have a studio with that money, Christian. <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing? What are you know, doing, man? <laughs> Take advantage of morons. <laughs> All, right, All right, David, we got to get into the news. All right. So something totally not moronic. We got some huge casting news this week. I mean, I literally started slow clapping. <laughs> you know, when I saw this announcement, Mark Hamill is going to be your new voice of Chucky for the upcoming Child's Play remake. I think that's the perfect choice. Absolutely. Um, we heard reported just a couple weeks ago that they had like an A-list actor like in line for the role mm-hmm. now while you might be a little you might be fudging a little with the word a-list there <laughs> but i mean he's it, for nerds mm-hmm. he's the fucking man i mean the man I mean, luke skywalker joker i mean you can't you can't go wrong with mark hamill but not only that it's not just on name he's the perfect fucking guy to mm-hmm. replace you know Brad Dorf. And it, that's that's saying a lot because those are big shoes to fill, but it just makes so much sense. It's the one time like a Hollywood studio got something right. Oh, trust me, it was the furthest from my mind to pick Mark Hamill. Like I was saying Joe Pesci when we were trying to guess. <laughs> you, know. you did say Joe Pesci. <laughs> that would have been ridiculous. <laughs> but hilarious. Yes. But yeah, I mean, because you know he can do this character. Mm. I mean, really, you know, I just, I mean, he's got that sinister side to him. We've seen, you know, what he's done with the Joker. We know he's such a talented voice guy, like voice actor. So, I mean, if you have to replace Brad, I mean, Mark Hamill is just the perfect fit for this Mm. role. So, um, you know, I was really, really skeptical with you know a child's play remake while you have like a child's play tv show coming out and it's not like involving don mancini for some reason but the fact that you know i was i was pretty impressed with the trailer you know from what we saw so far we haven't seen chucky you know fully formed as the doll yet really on screen but i mean 
now you throw Mark Hamill's name in the mix and that that's the voice, man, I'm excited now. Exactly. I'm, I'm excited <laughs> for this movie. Like I said, slow clap. I mean, it really was exciting news. So, and that doesn't happen much, <laughs> you know? So, um, but yeah, no, I, I just great news. Great news. So, uh, next up, um, some really good news. Um, you know, at least I think. Um, Umbrella Academy has been greenlit for a second season. Um, did you finish watching it? Not yet. Okay. Uh, I'm still kind of mid-season. Um, I did finish watching it. Um, it did not disappoint. Um, it does have some pacing issues, uh, but overall, super entertaining story, really well done, and my God, if they did not have a second season, I'd be so pissed off, because <laughs> it totally like sets up this perfect, you know... You know, um, just storyline wise, you know, lead way to a second season. Gotcha. So, um, it, it just, my God. It doesn't rely too much on that, does it, for a second season? Like, can you just watch this first season and be, you know, just. I'm I think you'd be satisfied this. with okay. it, yeah. Like, if they, it didn't, if there wasn't going to be a second season, I think it ends in a way where you'd be okay with it, but you would definitely be like, okay, I want to see more. Um, so, um, it. Yeah, you need to see the story continue. So maybe it does a little. Because <laughs> it would have been really disappointing. I just, I have no idea how they're going to do the second season. It's going to be really interesting. So, But I trust them. I really do trust them after this first season. Um, you know, just out of nowhere, I, like I heard things about, you know, the show being in the works and everything like that. I did not expect to get this caliber of show, mm-hmm. you know, out of it. So, uh, Well, otherwise, in Netflix news, uh, they casted for Cowboy Bebop. All right. Uh, John Cho. Do you remember John Cho? Yes, I yes. do. Uh, he, he's he got to be the main lead for the um, show, which is very interesting. Int- I don't know how much you know about Cowboy Bebop. Nothing. Uh, Spike <laughs> is probably the coolest of cool characters, like just calm, collective, and just badass, but in a way where he's just like calm the entire time. I have a hard time seeing him being a badass. <laughs> you know, not saying that he's exactly. not capable of it. I think he he's a really good actor. Mm-hmm. So I'm excited behind that. But it's just like, it depends on how they write this character. Mm-hmm. And how they handle the series in general. Like, I feel like all the actors and actresses that they got for this uh, so far have been... They're, they're kind of in that, like... We're capable of really performing, but now we need. I need to know what the direction is for the series. I kind of need to know. They can't carry it exactly. on their own, at least from what we've seen of their work so far, is what you're saying. Yeah, I, I think John Cho is completely talented from mm-hmm. what he did in Star Trek. But it's not a name that all of a sudden you're like, mm-hmm. oh yeah, no, that makes perfect sense. <laughs> and, you know. You know, it's just a perfect fit where, like, you know, he could help the script. Like, my immediate reaction was, is this guy cool enough? Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, because I definitely don't picture him as a badass at all. Mm. But, I mean, like I said, he could definitely have it in him. We just haven't seen it yet, you know, on the screen. So, um, who else did they cast? Um, we have Daniela Pineda. She'll be playing um, Faye. And then we also have um, Luke Cage, season two villain. Bushmaster? Uh, Bushmaster. Uh, he will be playing uh, Jack Black. Which All right. Is, uh, he's like a kind of like a old school cop type dude, and he's super talented yes. too. So that's exciting, right? Oh, talented! I 
Okay. But you just don't know. I just don't know the way that... They're not names that make you feel like, Mm. okay, well... I mean, all I know him from right now is Bushmaster. Mm -hmm. Which I... It's a hell of a role, though. Yeah, exactly. But I haven't seen him in Do you feel like he's a good fit for the character? Um... The problem is I've only seen him as a villain. You know? Okay. I mean, he does have that... It's kind of, it's a lawful character, you know. Uh, if I if I get D and D style, it's a uh, uh, lawful good, you know, type of character. <laughs> I have no idea what you're saying, man. <laughs> That's not my nerd realm, man. I'm not a D and D guy. So, what's a lawful character? It's just someone who will stick to the rules and has this kind of core value. Okay. Well, okay. So it's in the name. Well, okay. I get yes. you. <laughs> <laughs> That's as like good as almost as good as good can be. Well, it's right. definitely not what we saw with Bushmaster. Yes. So yes. Um, but fantastic actor. Mm. So I mean, uh, I definitely think he can pull it off. I I don't have a problem with it. I mm. think I'm more just focused on if John Joe can be a spy. Okay. You know. <laughs> Yeah, no, I could see that. I could see him cosplaying as Spike. <laughs> I don't know about acting just yet. Cosplayed as Spike. What a jerk. <laughs> I have to, I'm going to have to see something, you know? No, absolutely. Absolutely. But, and, uh, I mean, they don't have a good record with They don't have these, a good track uh, record with live action. Yes, anime shows, right? Mm-hmm. So I don't blame you, man. Especially something that people are so passionate about. Yes. So. So in uh, other horror news, uh, Hereditary director Ari Aster's new horror film Midsommar, I'm guessing on the pronunciation yeah. for that, uh, will now be released July 3rd. They're moving it up. So, I mean, they must like what they're seeing. You, rarely do you see a horror movie especially get moved mm. up during the summer months like that. So, and when, I think when it was, was it be, getting moved up to again? I think it was late... It will originally was supposed to be late August, but now it's getting moved up to July third. And that's, I mean, July fourth weekend is huge. Yes, especially in the states. So. Yes, and I think Sp- is Spider Man coming out yeah, that weekend. Exactly. So I mean, they really must love what they're saying for them to do that. You know, they're not burying the movie. They they want it like prime time in the middle of summer. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, that's good news. The trailer definitely looked promising. We actually got a little bit of a blurb, too, like a little synopsis of the movie. I don't think we had that one after we saw the trailer originally, so I will read the synopsis. All right. So, um, just randomly, but I thought this kind of actually gave you a little more information. I'll listen to the episode prior, and we'll totally have <laughs> read this already, but I don't remember reading it. So, um, let's see. A couple travels to Sweden to visit their friend's rural hometown for this fabled midsummer festival. What begins as an idyllic uh, retreat quickly devolves into an increasingly violent and bizarre competition at the hands of a pagan cult. All right. So. Pretty much what we thought yeah. we were getting when we saw the trailer. <laughs> um, but definitely promising. Definitely exciting. Yes. So I, I mean, can't wait to see it midsummer. Yeah. <laughs> You're such an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> now I don't want to see the movie. <laughs> you totally ruined it for me. Um, but yeah, no. No, do you really think a studio exact was like why isn't this coming out in the middle of the summer i wouldn't be surprised wait There's a, a second what are we doing <laughs> <laughs> um let's release it july 3rd um uh, <laughs> yeah but they're putting this up against fucking spider-man yeah the balls that's huge so 
Um, but yeah, no, I mean, fuck, man, that trailer was awesome. You know, and that was just a teaser trailer. So hopefully we'll be getting a mm-hmm. full trailer sooner than later. Um, but like, yeah. I already don't want to see this movie just because of that trailer. Really? But, like, not because it's going to be bad, but because I'm expecting it to be horrifying. Okay. And you don't <laughs> want the trailer to ruin. I, I feel like if it's cut anyway, like the Hereditary trailer was cut, you'll have no clue what the mm-hmm. hell is going on you know, in this movie. Because Hereditary, I thought we were getting one movie and we got the complete exactly. batshit crazy opposite of what I was expecting, which was a good thing. So so next we got a horror slash comedy. Yeah, out of nowhere. I <laughs> didn't really hear much about this. We didn't even include it in our uh, horror preview. No. Somehow we missed it. I don't totally know how. Under the radar. Um, but we have a zombie movie coming out. Uh, the Dead Don't Die. And it's starring Bill Murray and Adam Driver. And a cast of thousands. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Seems like everyone and their mother is in this movie. Steve Buscemi. Um, we've got... Jesus Christ. Who else do we have? Tilda Swinton. The Rizza's in this. <laughs> Tom Waits. Iggy Pop. Danny Glover. Rosie Perez. So, I mean, it's a big fucking mm-hmm. cast. Uh, what were your thoughts of the trailer? I don't know. I feel like the trailer showed a lot <laughs> for me. Yeah, I mean, it It feels like it's we're dealing with like typical Romero like mm. zombies, which I'm a fan of. I was happy to see that. Um, feels very like deadpanned, you know, with all the actors like, I don't know just the way they're delivering the lines mm. and everything. I, I don't know much about this director. Um, his name is Jim Jarmusch. I, I'm totally butchering the fuck out of that name. Yeah. <laughs> um, but he did direct Ghost Dog. So, and I'm a fan of some fucking urban samurai. So I, I loved Ghost Dog. Um, but yeah, besides that, I have not seen much of his work at all. Um, but... I mean, I people really have people are fans. Yeah. Uh, oh, the trailer wise. Yeah. I think Adam Driver was the closest thing that I got to laughing throughout the entire trailer. I liked the car scene when they're in the car, mm. and you know, he's got what is a baseball bat. I think it's a shovel. Is it a shovel or something like yeah. that? He's taking out zombies. I don't know, man. I I feel like we didn't get much story or anything like that. We just kind of got like you know, like. I don't know, just a whole montage of little scenes here and there. Mm. So, um, but yeah, no, I, I, I'm excited for Bill Murray to be in anything. Mm. So I, I, especially a zombie movie. So I, I don't know, man. I, I, he was killed off way too soon in Zombieland. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> so, I mean, bring on some zombies. Cause I, when was the last time we got a really good zombie movie? You know, oh. you know, wide what release zombie movie, right? <laughs> World War Z was that the last big that one? That doesn't count as a good not a zombie good one, movie. But I'm saying <laughs> <laughs> it's been a while though. You know, zombies have really been ruling like TV recently. Um, not so much, you know, the big screens. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, maybe this, you know, starts a new wave. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's hard too because I mean they have to live up to you know what The Walking Dead did the first like couple seasons. So. Um, but yeah, it, this looks like it's going to be fun. I, I'm just excited. One, more horror, obviously. Two, Bill fucking Murray. So, I'm sold. I do agree that the trailer didn't like, I don't know, didn't fucking, you know, sell me over the moon or anything like that. But I'm excited that, especially like with it only being two months away, mm-hmm. like it's, I think June 14th 
Like there was a zombie musical that came out that I got like almost super into wanting to see it, but this didn't do anything for me. What the fuck was what zombie musical are you talking about? It um it was like this weird small released film where it was like uh this girl is just having this whole musical life but everyone's turning to zombies around her as well um i've never even heard of it man i think you have because i think we talked about it for a moment okay at one point it was earlier this year so oh was it the the holiday movie yes that's a musical though yes everyone's singing really i did not (laughs) well now i want to see it more (laughs) yeah no i do want to say i'm glad you brought that movie up i have to try to find it now So, yeah, but that wasn't a big release, no. right? That was just kind of, like, out of nowhere. I think just, like, a couple of, like, limited, like, you know, theaters, exactly. and that was it. So, which I was disappointed by after seeing the trailer, because I was like, I want to see this. So, I'm sure it's probably on some streaming service at this point. Probably. Yeah, you know, or I'll just buy it on Blu-ray, because that's what I do. <laughs> I buy movies on Blu-ray that I haven't seen. Clearly. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> My giant wall Blu-rays. Um, But, yeah, no. Like I said, more horror the better. So and Bill fucking Murray, come on, you can't get excited for Bill Murray. <laughs> I'm, I'm excited for Bill Murray. Yeah. I, I just the, the trailer didn't do anything. Maybe they'll release another one, and I'll I'll enjoy it more. Maybe, maybe you know, maybe they don't give a shit what you think. <laughs> <laughs> Did we have a release date for this one? June fourteenth. June fourteenth. If you listen to the show, you would hear me say June fourteenth <sighs> like twice already, Christian. Well, gosh, so embarrassing. Anyway. (laughs) All right. So moving on, we also have some other horror news, um, at least release wise. Uh, The Conjuring 3 has a date finally. Yes. Uh, It will be coming out uh, September 11th, 2020. And they are currently in production. So um, any hopes, fears for the Conjuring franchise? I just hope it doesn't get stale, you know. I'm hoping that it continues to be an enjoyable experience. But keep know? it fresh at mm-hmm. the same time. Because it definitely runs the risk of getting stale. Especially since you have this whole, like, Conjuring universe now. Exactly. You know, um, you know, and speaking of which, we are going to be seeing the Warrens in the upcoming Annabelle... Uh, what is it called? Oh, not Homecoming. <laughs> Coming <laughs> home? home? Comes yes. home. There we go. <laughs> So, yes, I don't know, whatever. Annabelle, Annabelle versus Spider-Man. <laughs> they moved that up, too. Um, but, yeah, no, so that's Annabelle Comes Home, and that is happening in June, and we actually got a trailer dropped um, for that. Mm-hmm. Christian, what did you think of this trailer? I, I was a little underwhelmed really? by the trailer. Um, I, I like where they're heading with, like, oh, they're exploring the room, and the room is, a, like, going to expand and take out... I think that could be big for the universe and whole, but as as the one film, it felt a little like I don't know. It was a little cheesy. It was kind of like the way the girl goes in there and makes the mistake of touching everything. It's like literally touches everything when I she know. walks in the room. <laughs> fucking moron! I was like, I was explaining to my girlfriend like this is a real place. This is the most haunted, like one of the most haunted places ever. Uh-huh. And she's just walking around. Fiddling with things. It's, oh, I was okay with it just because we've seen that before. I, I mean, guess. It, and 
you know, Hollywood eyes, all teenagers are idiots mm-hmm. and not smart enough to be scared. So, I mean, I'm sure there's those kids out there, but... Me as a kid, I would not even be fucking babysitting that house. I wouldn't. Exactly. I wouldn't want to even live in the same fucking block as that house. She better be like new to the neighborhood. Yeah, <laughs> right. <laughs> um, I'm excited for the Warrens to be part of the film. I, f- I feel like it definitely brings it full circle. But I also like the fact that it seems like we're not only going to get an Annabelle movie out of this. I feel like we're going to see other kind of you know mm. ghosts and spirits involved in this or demons, if you will. I mean, they definitely um, point her as like the leader this room yeah but i feel like they're going to be unleashing some other things and Mm. i think it might you know once again i'm sure they're thinking spinoff so there'll probably be some other character that we get introduced to that might get you know Mm. a a movie out of it that's kind of how the conjuring 2 worked yeah exactly and i feel like now they're smart enough but you know okay well not only can we do one spinoff we can get multiple we just got to make sure that we plan it you know well enough so, um, you know, I thought it was okay. I agree that it wasn't necessarily something that, you know, got me super stoked for the movie. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I like the idea of, you know, that there, this movie could be on a bigger scope. You know, because we got a very isolated mm-hmm. movie with the second one, um, you know, which I, I really enjoyed the sequel. I think we've talked about it before, you know, a, a lot more than I enjoyed the original Annabelle. So um, I, I think this is a different take. Mm-hmm. on it it's not what you would typically think of when you especially a third movie in a franchise um that they're actually kind of bringing full so it's, it's good storytelling you know mm-hmm. to bring it back to the warrens you know i just hope that doesn't hurt conjuring three yes you know so that that's my one worry you know especially you know you're talking about it getting stale hopefully they're in the movie but not in the movie too much i feel like they'll have a much smaller like part than we think that they're gonna have maybe a focus more on the mm. daughter yes you know and her battling this demon like on her own so um, and i think exploring the daughter more will then lead to stories without the warrens you just mm. have the daughter facing off against evil in the future yeah, Maybe. and it builds up the character, too, for exactly. the Conjuring movies. So then you have another a third character mm. to kind of play around with, you know, as, like, a protagonist. So I definitely agree with that. So, um, but yeah, no, I, a lot of horror movies coming out, mm. man, and that's a good thing. So, uh, speaking of trailers, we got another mini-trailer for The Avengers, um, when the ticket pre-sale happened, yes. was that announced? Do we know the the pre-sale was happening that day? Or was that just like, hey, guess what? I, the way people made it seem was that they announced that it was going to happen that day. Or at least there was a big rumor. Because and then it just everyone went online live. was like, there better be tickets tomorrow or I'm going to be pissed off. And I was like, oh, oh so are there, there going to be? Oh, and so there was a rumor yes. and then it happened. Mm-hmm. So... All right. But with that ticket launch, they launched this trailer. Yeah. Um, and it was probably, it, it, it's a mini trailer. It's probably mm. a minute long, I want to say. But it was the most story we got out of any of the trailers. So um, I watched it. Christian did not. Nope, I'm, I don't, I'm just avoiding it at this I point. I don't blame him, <laughs> even though he does have a podcast. Yeah, fuck <laughs> <laughs> but fuck you guys, I guess. Um, but <laughs> I, I took you here to watch. I took time. yes, yes. I took the bullet and I did watch it. Um, and I'm fucking just fired up for this movie, and I feel like I'm going to explode if this movie doesn't show up <laughs> soon. <laughs> I really am, man. I mean, it, it was all promising shit. It was good stuff that we saw up mm. there. So um, the only thing I, 
you do see like the first meeting since you know civil war between tony and steve i do wish they kind of saved that and we were kind of speculating that they would Mm -hmm. you know um i'm surprised that they put that in the trailer but it didn't ruin anything um we did see you know tony also like you know um having like i I don't know if it's his first interaction with pepper but you know we do see him hugging pepper i guess at that point they've kind of figured it was probably safe since we know tony did you know get back to earth somehow Mm -hmm. so um otherwise i mean you definitely you know you you got to see thanos you know in his full glory and you got to see the setup of you know the avengers confronting him um you don't know how you don't know when but you see them basically i'm i don't know where they're at some you know torn apart planet but you know they're walking up to him and he's like you know you i don't to paraphrase he was basically like you couldn't just let it be you know everything you've done has brought you back you know to me so um you know it looks like it's leading up to a badass scene setting mm-hmm. up something you know epic um We'll see. I have a lot of different theories, you know, but there's a lot of theories out there right now, so I'm not even going to get into two. <laughs> all the different theories I have, what could be happening, because that's just another two-hour episode. Mm-hmm. Um, and, God, every fucking clickbait site has that, you know, happening right now, and I'm, they're probably all wrong. So, um, And we're so close to the movie. Yes, so exactly, close. exactly. So just go see the movie and enjoy it, mm-hmm. you know. Because um, I'm definitely trying to stay away from all those posts, also. Um, but yeah, man, a lot. There's definitely some, you know, hardcore time jumping going mm. on here too, just by looking at the characters and everything like that. So, you know, you speculate away. You know, I'm, I'm like I said, I, I, the Russo. I'm not smarter than the Russos, so I'm just gonna assume I have no idea what the fuck is going exactly. on and just go with it and enjoy it. David, all those scenes you saw in that mini trailer are a lie. Oh, right. and they could be. <laughs> I think they actually had an interview where they said that there's definitely some false scenes in there. You know, not just in the mini trailer, in the trailers in mm-hmm. general. That there are some scenes in those trailers that don't happen in the movie. You know, I don't know if that means they were just deleted or they just, you know, ended up on the cutting room mm-hmm. floor. But there's definitely some scenes there on there. I don't have a problem with that. You know, I, I'm fine with that. Like, I, I honestly feel like they could have released this movie without a trailer. <laughs> Yeah, like so. so, and I think people would have been okay. They could have just uh, done like a title, you know. Yeah, but everyone would be and, screaming for months and, and months everyone months. would fucking show up to the fucking theater. The site would have crashed even harder. Yes, absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. Um, I haven't seen any estimates what this movie's going to do opening weekend, but I feel like it's going to be breaking some records. No, it's it's already like broken all the pre-sale records, so we're just. I'm sure. Cause how long did you say you were? I waited for five hours, pretty much, to get tickets. That's so crazy to me. And, like, after I got... So they gave me a timer for one hour. I got to the end of that one hour on fucking Fandango, and it crashed immediately. Oh, my God. And that was... While that hour was going on, of I course, I'm on I would have my laptop out the fucking window. <laughs> I'm horribly impatient. Uh, I cannot imagine. Well, I'm also on AMC this whole time, trying to get that page to load, just to see if that'll work. And it keeps giving me, like false pages where it's like I pick out the seats I get to the pace part and it crashes oh assholes over and over and over again I was doing it for an hour I would I mean 
God bless you, because I would have given <laughs> up. I really would have. I set up like um, like five or six more timers just so that I had an option at every theater that I could possibly go to. <laughs> so you're seeing the midnight showing. You're seeing the. First. I'm seeing it at it's like at nine o'clock for me. So oh, that's because the right that is that the earliest showing that you can. Um, no, the earliest was seven. Really? Yeah. So they so the Thursday showings now. Um, do. the Thursday showings you could even see it at five o'clock, but that's like for a special like fans showing. Like you'll okay. get a special pin and everything. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Now were those on pre-sale too, or was that? Yes, something but that you was can... gone in like a second. Okay. I wasn't. I, so I maybe are those so the can. tickets that are going for like five grand then maybe maybe because those are like technically like the first showing because I can't imagine someone paying. <laughs> I mean it's still ridiculous regardless uh, but like you know if it's like knows? you get like multiple showings throughout the night you it know? depends on how I word it on eBay you know just like <laughs> first day showing who knows what time you're gonna ruin your ranking man <laughs> that's a bad they're review for you at, they're showings at two a.m. That yeah. day. I would contemplate it. <laughs> I would. If I was younger, I'd contemplate it. So so they don't do like your usual like, you know, midnight showings anymore, your classic midnight showings. No, showing I feel anymore. like they just Thursday has just become release day and then but they still I mean they still put on the ticket. Oh, the first day is for Friday. Friday, but, but technically it, it's, it's really Thursday. just Thursday. I, and I felt that way for the last five years. Thursday evening. So for the bigger movies at least. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's cheating, but whatever. They got to make money, right? Yeah, they're going to make money. <laughs> yeah. Oh, they're going to make all of the money, all of the I'm money. I'm just hoping we beat that Avatar record. Fuck James Cameron. <laughs> <laughs> make a lead of two. You but... told me twenty. You told me twenty years ago I would be saying that. I would call you a liar, but mm. I mean, I, just how smug he is. Fuck James Cameron. Um. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Since I just like completely got rid of half of our audience, um, <laughs> we also got another huge trailer. Yeah, what was it? The Joker. I used to think that my life was a tragedy. But now I realize it's a comedy. Yes. The Joker. Damon, I I had to rewatch this trailer about ten or twelve times. I didn't have to rewatch it ten or twelve <laughs> times. I wanted to rewatch it ten mm. or twelve times. Because I'm in the same boat as you. I did watch it like ten or twelve times. Like after the the first time I watched it, I left just like not understanding I I don't feel like I understood what I saw. And you know, the more and more I looked at it, I just I feel like there's something more to this that I still don't what would okay? What is the confusion for you? It's I don't know. It's there's something. I feel like there's something missing. Like there's some element that's missing in there that I'm not seeing, or it's just like it's being mysterious enough. Where like the story, the the story is clear. I feel like it's very like cut and dry. <laughs> so I'm confused. On the story is clear, but I feel like confusion. there's more to it than what Ooh. we're. Well, I'm sure there's more to it. They're not going to show you in a teaser trailer. Yeah, I understand, but I'm trying to pick it apart with my brain, scene by scene. Okay. I feel like it's obviously, I don't know, it feels like someone who's very awkward mm. and a social outcast just being pushed too far. And, you know, 
becoming almost this anti-hero not that i want that from the joker but like you know maybe in like the public side i'm it hoping feels like, it doesn't land on like anti-hero still it feels like there's gonna be definitely and just mm-hmm. not necessarily i'm not getting that just from the trailers just kind of what we've seen like with the leaked footage that like he causes some kind of movement or something like that where, where for some people he would be an anti-hero right or wrong mm. um but i felt like it was pretty much like laid out there um it felt very much like you know and, and it makes sense because of who's you know producing it it felt very much like the king of comedy you know by martin scorsese mm-hmm. and you know taxi driver yes. too like it, it felt like a, a mix between those movies um just the tone of the trailer and everything like that well, even just like it almost feels shot for shot for some parts you know Shot for sure. You mean like you felt like the just like the framing of the shots or just framing like the way things look like um like with Robert De Niro as the uh, it almost feels like his character progression in um, King of Comedy King of Comedy that's him there when you know? he's I I definitely get that with the curtain when they show him kind of behind the curtain and everything like that it definitely feels like that I, and then I you also have like moments with Joker has almost the exact same jacket he's wearing. Color wise and everything in King of Comedy or yes. in Taxi Driver, I, I think in King of Comedy. Okay, I could be mixing up, but it's a red, this red jacket he wears. Okay, and they're okay. both. I mean, I haven't seen King of Comedy in a few years. Um, I do love that movie, so I'd have to rewatch it. Mm. So, but I, I think d- you can look it up. They there's people that have been like, oh, really scanning. online? Yeah, really. Right. <laughs> okay, so that I mean that makes sense that they mm. would throw those little Easter eggs in there. Um. It definitely got me excited for it, though. Um, you know, I was when we heard, you know, Scorsese was attached as producer. We got really excited, and then we heard, you know, Todd Phillips' name. We we're like, mm. wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> but there was nothing in the trailer that made me like doubt the movie gotcha. or made me less mm. excited. Um, everything looked beautiful. I thought, you know, the shots we saw looked great. Um, it looks like it's going to be a hell of a ride. Um, Joaquin Phoenix's performance, um, you know, just from the trailer, obviously, I don't know how much we can get from that. You know, Mm. it definitely makes you feel uneasy, you know, um, you know, I, there's him like bathing an older lady in a bathtub. I feel like that's obviously his mother or something like that. Um, something's going to go awry, obviously. Um, you know, we're kind of seeing little bits and pieces. It seems like him having some kind of breakdown, um, you know, the one scene where he's in the elevator, um, it, which I believe it's in Arkham. Yeah. Um, and the shot previous is showing. Yes. Towards Arkham. And, you know, maybe that's them trying to fool us, but I feel like that's definitely, you know, mm-hmm. a shot in Arkham where he's, he's there in the elevator and there's some patient on a gurney, like losing it. I thought that was a great shot, you know, mm-hmm. and I just, every there's, I mean, the guy's such a talented actor, like you don't need him speaking dialogue for him to get like you know i don't know to communicate like you know and really express you know what's going on with the character well, yeah um, you know, like, moments i think the best way to show that in that trailer was like how depressed he looks trying to go up those stairs mm. compared to him dancing down the stairs in the full makeup yes yes and that's good trailer work mm-hmm. on their part too to edit that like that i think that was really well done because i mean trailers can make or break you know how excited people get for these movies um, and I feel like 
you know, these people who edit the trailers, because half the time it's not the director yeah. who's doing, which is weird to me, because you would think <laughs> that as a director, you'd want, like, especially since that's people's busy, first but... impression mm-hmm. of the movie, you think you'd want control over that. But a lot of times they have, like, go-to trailer people who edit the movie, and, you know, sometimes to director's dismay, it, like, does not clearly tell the story or sell the movie the right way. Um, I felt like they did a great job, you know, cutting this thing together where it gave you just enough, you know, to get you wanting more, um, and got me excited because this is kind of what I wanted, you know, from the story when it first was announced, you know, it feels like a really gritty, you know, like it could have been done by Scorsese, a younger Scorsese back in the day kind of movie. We're going to get kind of not just like a crime drama, but we're going to get, you know, this kind of picture of, you know, mental health and, you know, you know, almost like Taxi Driver, really. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, I feel like it's going to work, you know, I hope it's going to work. So, <laughs> um, you yeah, know. him um, doing the smile on the kid who's supposed to be playing young Bruce is that definitely because I was I was speculating that was Bruce. Yeah. Do you think it's I mean, definitely Bruce? It's accredited on IMDb as Young Bruce, so IMDb is not always the most. But they did announce the actor who's supposed to be playing Young mm-hmm. Bruce Wayne. They did say that they casted someone in that, so it, it probably is Young Bruce. So yeah. I, I was assuming that that was up, and we know Alfred's been cast, mm-hmm. you know, in this too. So. Um, I'd be curious. We did see a shot of Thomas Wayne too. Yes. Um, he's on some TV show or something like that, talking, mm-hmm. and right away he feels like a smug prick. So, and that's what they said he was going to be uh-huh. like, you know. Not that that really fits, you know, what we've seen in the classic, you know, um, comic, you know, variants of him, you know, mm-hmm. renditions of him. So, um, but yeah, that he's supposed to be more of like a Gordon Gecko type character in this movie. So, um, yeah, man, I don't know. I there's no. I loved everything I saw, I'll be honest. I even the the score that they had going, the music they had playing, you know, during it, you know, I felt like was pitch perfect for it. So I don't know. I don't know. Alright, man. So that does it for news. Let's talk some fucking comics. Alright, dude, what have we got for comics this week? We are talking War of Realms number one. Ah yes. The event we didn't want. <laughs> <laughs> um but that being said, I enjoyed it. I yeah, was alright. I'm just not a big fucking Thor guy. Me neither, but I completely was like I was like, oh I can I can get behind this. I think um Jason Aaron's handle with Spider Man definitely um, tied me in right, right there when he's first interacting with Thor's mom and everything. Mm-hmm. Like reading the first page where they're explaining all the the different realms. Oh, it and felt like Game of Thrones. I, I was like, like I'm already right. lost. <laughs> okay. And we haven't been reading any of the Thor book exactly. at all, so I have no idea. Like I had all no the idea pieces all on the yeah, board exactly. right now. So I was like, okay, and they're all in like so basically all the Asgardian gods are in a brownstone <laughs> in New York. Mm-hmm. Asgard has been demolished. Odin's just left there. We open up the book with Odin getting, it looks like, assassinated by these elves. Yes. Um, he'll be back. Odin, I feel like, has died, like, five times in the last ten years. So, you know, he'll be fine. But it takes him off the board for this book, at least. Um, and then you have, basically, these gods, you know, fighting these elves in Midtown 
New York, mm-hmm. and like basically this legion who's led by Malakath. Thank you, Christian. Um, is basically coming to Midgard. Someone did not like the second Thor film. Yes, right. <laughs> um, yeah, so they're basically coming to New York and taking over Midgard. So all the realms have been conquered except yes, for Midgard. Malekith has destroyed all the other realms except for Midgard at this point. Yes, uh, we did have a cool scene, I thought, with Loki in it um, when um, one of the Frost Giants, well, Loki's father, um, who's part of this army that he's leading. Um, this frost giant has uh, Loki's mother in his grasp, mm-hmm. um, you know, and I guess his ex, right? <laughs> Technically, right? I, I guess. And then all of a sudden, you know, he, we see his hand just kind of gets sliced off, and then we see Loki standing there with a badass sword. So I thought that was a nice, a nice moment, you know, mm-hmm. and Loki paraphrasing is like, get your hands off my mother or something like that. But there's no way he's dead. Loki? Yes. No, absolutely not. But <laughs> another badass scene, we see Loki get eaten alive by his father. Yeah. So, <laughs> pretty fucking insane. And um, everyone around them kind of undersold the moment, like, oh, Loki just got eaten. There's a nice comical tone mm-hmm. to this whole like story so far that I've actually enjoyed. Um, you know, it feels very much like Jason Aaron's work that we've seen on the Avengers, mm-hmm. you know, where everything's kind of tongue in cheek. Um, I, cause there's like Ghost Rider says a line, like, I'm going to start to puke. Well, you know, and then like Spider-Man's will point the puke at the, you know, elves, not at me. Um, the Hellfire puke. So I just, some, you know, nice little moments. I'm totally not selling them, but, <laughs> uh, you know, just, the, I, I like the, breeziness of mm-hmm. the story you know how it makes it easier to read yes it, it, it could have been very heavy-handed otherwise um but i i like the way that they're writing the asgardians you know in this um and just because it is a ridiculous situation mm-hmm. you know but i mean comics but you know I, that having that sense of humor about it and everything like that it keeps it light and it keeps it moving i feel like like just imagine if snyder was behind this oh god the first fucking three pages would just be all dialogue exactly you know i can't even imagine explaining the realms itself yes and like the amount of exposition would be fucking astronomical mm-hmm. i couldn't even fucking fathom it um, yeah, so this one book would have been six fucking books <laughs> if Snyder was writing it. So, um, yeah, I, I do enjoy, like I said, I enjoy kind of just how lighthearted, and that, I, I guess that kind of undersells the story, but I enjoy that nature of the book right now. Like, it feels very kind of just fun, you know? It's going like, to be fun and action It's not going to be too, like, grogged down with story and too much... As, as we said, exposition, way too much exposition could be a, a huge part of this. Yeah. There's a lot to, like, it's Thor's realm. But I know? thought they set it up very quickly. Mm-hmm. Like, hey, all this shit happened. He's got an army. He's taken out all the realms. They're on Midgard. They're trying to, this is the last realm standing. Here's the army. They're here. <laughs> We're all fighting. And let's go. And that's it. And, oh, yeah, Thor is now in some kind of frost giant dimension and he's got to battle his way out. And, oh yeah, he's an arsenal of hammers. Which is fucking just visually awesome mm-hmm. to see him throwing all these fucking hammers around, just juggling them and shit like that. I thought that was a pretty fucking awesome scene. 
and he's just like fucking you know yelling at them to bring on more you know frost giants um so i'm excited to see him when he does show up to midgard yeah it'll be a big moment yes absolutely and i agree loki will be back in like an issue or two so i mean i don't know he is the king of deception so (laughs) but yeah no i mean promising start uh, so next we have champions number four. Uh, we finally get Miles unveiling the story to Kamala Khan. Um, I didn't like how she reacted. What did you want from her? I don't know. I think I want her to have a little bit more disbelief. She immediately accepts what he says. Mm-hmm. I think I wanted her to try to be stronger in the moment where... While she understands the levity of the moment and that the fact that she failed and messed up, she's also, hey, we're alive, we have a second chance. But I understand it's a freaky, you'd be freaked out if you found yeah, out you so died. Yeah, so it's kind of traumatizing to hear that you were dead. But you know, at the someone same had time, to make a deal with the devil to bring you back because <laughs> you fucked up. I hear that, but this is a heavy time, moment. I, from what I've gotten from her character, over the last few years, I don't feel like she would immediately break down. I liked that it became more about her insecurities as a leader. I did enjoy that part because it was an angle I didn't necessarily mm-hmm. foresee coming where she was like, I failed the team. I can't lead anymore, you know, because it shows you, you know, even though she's putting on this strong front you know, how fragile she is right now and, you know, how full of doubt she is as a character in this new role. So I did enjoy that part. Um, but I kind of get what you're saying where she does kind of, like, just accept what he's saying, you know, gradually. Because it is a lot to process. Mm-hmm. So I, I get it. I get it. I did enjoy the moment, though. I did enjoy the moment. Um, what about the Nova stuff? I, I mean, I think it's just a... Uh, vessel to get him back to being Nova. Yeah. At this point. You know, you know, I was that, disappointed. You know, that character who showed up is going to totally join the team, right? Probably. She seems like it. Yeah, right. She's, <laughs> she's like his, you know, I don't know. In her mind, you know, they're enemies, you mm. know, blood enemies, but like she's totally joining the team. I guarantee. Like she's going to end up helping him get the helmet back. She's basically taking him to the Nova Corps. To get his helmet back so they can have this blood battle, this, you know, blood feud, you know, finish in this, like, I don't know, combat, whatever, you know, to figure out, you know, who wins. Because somehow he tricks her or something like that, and that's how she was kind of put in stasis. She's broken out, so now they're going to have this blood battle to the death, I guess, (laughs) whatever. Um, And then, you know, but she needs to get his helmet. She wants to do it on an even playing field. You know, so it's honorable. Yeah. She's joining the team. They're going to bond over, you know, getting the helmet. Mm. He's going to defeat her somehow. You know, maybe she starts to develop feelings or something. I'm just fine with him not being It feels very predictable. Anymore. Yes. I'm, I, I don't want to see Sam as the pilot. I want to see him as fucking Nova. Mm. I agree with that. I just hope that this arc doesn't last too long. I just yeah. hate that it kills my theory of him dying. Oh, remember I, I was gonna have him die so that Miles would come and have to. do Speaking a new of deal. which, how, what did you like about? Uh, did you? How did you like Mephisto's? Um, oh, reasoning. 
to Blackheart on why he is manipulating Miles. You know, at first when we, before we even got to that, I was thinking, man, I, I don't like that Mephisto doesn't have more of a role in all of this. But then as he kind of explained his reasoning, I got a little bit more I dug it, it, man. I really liked it because mm-hmm. it makes sense. I'm going to corrupt the innocents now, especially a team like the Champions. You know, I'm mm-hmm. going to lay these seeds so down the line I can sow them. I, I think that makes perfect sense. You know, you have this hero that has so much potential. Let's corrupt them now, you know, before they become too powerful. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it it just makes sense, you know. Um, so I, I liked the reasoning behind everything. I did. I thought, I thought it was smart. It was a smart move on the writer's part. So, um, you know, and we'll see what happens. I, I, I almost want, I don't want them to kind of, I don't know. I want them to take their time. Mm-hmm. With yeah, the I'm afraid they're going to wrap it up too quick. Yes, exactly. Because, I mean, especially you see Miles walking away from the team and you also have Miss Marvel walking away from the team. So I feel like there's some long-term, you know, effects that are going to happen here that we need to see play out. Um, you know, especially for the characters. And I, I want to know if it's going to actually affect them in their solo books. Mm. So we'll see. We'll see. Because I, I, I feel like this is not a book Miles. that you, a storyline that you shotgun through, mm. you know. So, um, yeah, no, but a, definitely a great start to the series so far. I mean, especially you think about where we were at with the champions, you know, the previous, you know, volume. This, this is mm-hmm. night and day, honestly. All right, well, now next we have Captain America number nine. Huh. <laughs> <laughs> I really don't know how to feel about this, you know? Um, I enjoyed the first, like, four or five issues of this, mm-hmm. but now this feels like it's just dragging on, and I'm not really too into the storyline. I understand where they're going. You know, Cap has to turn himself in. He's been framed, you know, for Ross's murder. Um, it feels like it's going to end up tying into the Avenger books, hopefully. Um, but at the same time... It feels so bogged down by different, like, moving pieces, you know, going on right now that it just feels like it needs to be streamlined more for me to care. Like, this was a jumping back in point for me Mm -hmm. as I've missed the last, I think, three issues. Okay. And I was very much like, we're, this feels like I haven't really left at all since the last, like, it feels like nothing's really happened. Yeah, I mean, and, he turned himself in. Mm-hmm. You read the... I read the little blurb. Oh, oh, you did, but you didn't read the no, previous I didn't go issues. Back and read okay. Issues. Yeah, I mean, because the, the issue prior was all about him coming to terms with, you know, he's just going to have to turn himself in. Um, we were introduced to the Ladies of Liberty, I believe the, the name of the team is, which I, I has potential. I, I thought it was a cool roster. But then in this book, they introduce another character. Dreidel? Dreidel. Uh, yeah. So originally when we saw the Ladies of Liberty, who seems like some kind of top secret team that um, Sharon Carter's put together. Mm-hmm. We see Spider-Woman. Um, we see uh, Sue Storm. Who else do we see? We see uh, Mockingbird. We see um, oh White Tiger. Um, and then we also see um, Echo. Okay. So I was like, well, this is pretty fucking badass. Tell mm-hmm. me more, you know. Um, this was a little... Oh, Misty Knight too. Mm-hmm. Misty Knight was there too. So in this issue, you have Sharon Stone going into some club, some nightclub or something like that. 
meeting up with Misty Knight, and then she takes her into the back, and there's all the Ladies of Liberty sitting there. Um, and then there's this character who at first I thought was Black Widow, <laughs> and then they were referring to her as Dreidel or something like that. But it felt like everyone knew something I didn't. And mm. I was like, who is this character? I've never heard of this character. And then she has the big action moment. Yeah. still like, I'm like, okay, who is but this? But then reading like Steve's dialogue, it seems like he doesn't really know who mm. she is either. So I'm like, okay, what the fuck is going on with this character? <laughs> so I'm going to have to go and see if this is an existing character or someone brand new that they're introducing. But it just feels like kind of shoehorned in there. Like well, they didn't they have need. a different like, code name too. Because I did. I don't know how to even pronounce it. Yeah, but I, I feel like I feel like they had all the characters they need for this. Like I didn't need another character mm-hmm. to be thrown in here. Like it feels very shoehorned. I want I want to see because the team has tons of potential. I don't know who there was another woman sitting at the table with a mohawk, and at first I was like, well, is this Dazzler? Because that was kind of her look prior to this mm-hmm. past year. But it would just make no sense time wise, you know, because last time we saw her, she was with the Uncanny Avengers or whatever. I forgot the name of the book, but she had a totally different look and totally different attitude. Exactly. So, um, but yeah, um, I guess it's kind of a to be continued because I, I, I don't know what to make of everything that we're seeing. We're seeing Steve is, you know, in this prison trying to figure out what he's going to do and how he's going to make it out of here. He, he realizes he has to escape. Uh, Strutter, Strucker, Strucker, Baron Strucker, he's got, he's basically the warden of the prison. Um, And Steve has to, you know, get out because he realizes he's in a no-win situation. Mm -hmm. Um, But then we also find out that uh, the other, the Nazi, Stephen Rogers, his uh, doppelganger, is gotten a pardon. So, from the president. Um, A secret pardon, apparently. So... Now it feels like they're trying to set it up and make, you know, the public confused or, mm-hmm. you know, believe that it was really... Like, I like that moment with the reporter where she's, like, trying to get him to um, discredit pretty much the real Captain America and the story that they put out. Yeah, so they're basically trying to get the public to believe mm-hmm. that, you know, there's a whole conspiracy theory that it really was Steve Rogers and the government's trying to, you know, cover it up. It feels very contrived. Like, it feels very, like, a roundabout way to take out S- Stephen Rogers' name. Well, yeah, compared to just confronting him and... Like, you've got him in prison, you, you can't just kill him at this point. I know he's hard to kill, but Jesus Christ, you know, you've done it before. <laughs> you know, I mean, I get, like, discrediting him is fine and everything like that, and maybe they feel like it's weakening the will of the people or whatever, but... At this point, it just feels like a very long, you know, game to be playing when you could probably just take him off the grid completely. And he is off the grid, honestly. Mm. So, and it feels like the public already does doubt him. That's kind of how the book has started. So, I don't know. I'm just not feeling it so far. <laughs> not this arc, at least. It wasn't my favorite book this week. No, absolutely not. So, uh, what do we have next, Christian? Uh, Uncanny X-Men number 15. All right, man. So... Part of me dug this, mm-hmm. and part of me was kind of like, what the fuck? <laughs> um, some cool shit happened, you know? Um, you had this whole confrontation between Hope and Cyclops and, you know, gang. Um, it was a pretty badass moment, you know? Um, Hope is just... She feels like such a different character, though, here, and I guess it maybe part of it's because of everything that's happened with Cable. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, there's a 
kind of a standoff between Cyclops and her. Um, and it looks like she shot him in the eye. It looks like it could be on purpose. It might have been just because of Wolverine, you know, jumping the gun and lunging at her. Um, but she definitely doesn't give a shit that it happens, you know, regardless of, you know, if, if it was meant to happen. Because, you know, she's carrying on with her business, it seems like, right afterwards. And then Wolverine just loses it, stabs her through the back, which it feels out of character for him mm -hmm. to attack Hope like that because they do have a history. Um, but, you know, I mean, I guess he it does look like she just killed Cyclops. Um, he, I don't know. I don't know. Like, visually, it's a fucking great looking fucking, you know, couple of panels, yeah. though. Um, Wolverine has her on the ground. He's on top of her. And, you know, he, she blasts him with, you know, uh, Cyclops's uh, optic blast because she, you know, absorbs some of his powers. And, you know, she totally just fucking mangles the shit out of him. So, um, you know, but then she turns around, she's about to kill the senator and Wolverine gets the drop on her again because I don't know why you turn your back on Wolverine. Exactly. You keep on firing. <laughs> um, but just him, like, standing there holding her, like, above his head, you know, impaling her on his claws and just having his fucking ribcage showing... Um, pretty, pretty badass, you know, I just don't know how true it is to the characters mm. though. Um, doesn't feel like the Logan I know. It definitely feels more like the eighties Logan. Um, and just hope just being so cold blooded, you know, cause whether or not she really meant to shoot Cyclops, she definitely doesn't seem like she cares afterwards. You know, and she's Cable's daughter, but it just seems like, okay, I'm moving on with the mission. Um, I mean, you know, which she's there to assassinate mm. the senator. So um, They do have an interesting back and forth between Cyclops and Hope. They do. She's just, she's kind of having this, um, you know, I wish you hadn't come back. I wish it was Cable kind of moment. And, and then she mentioned, like, you know, you really figure out, like, you know, what family members who's mm. really your family once certain family members are dead like what family members really matter to you she seems to be really hardened by all the events that have happened since because uh, i mean she even brings up how cyclops's view of the world is kind of soft at this point yeah which but like he hasn't been around that long no. to have that like impression of him <laughs> and i mean guess she's seen like just news stories about mm. them and everything what the team's doing but the cyclops that she knew before everything was definitely not soft you no, know I, it's it's hard yeah it's hard. i don't know because i love everything that we see on the page yeah, but, but it just feels a little out of character just a little i don't know i agree with you yeah i was definitely like when Logan attacked, I was like, this doesn't feel like Wolverine would just be killing her right now. Yeah, but... exactly. Because <laughs> those weren't like... No, um, it looked like he wound, was going like for... Wounding blows. Those were just murder stabs. And I guess... <laughs> I guess he did go through the shoulders, you know? So maybe... And we do see that, you know, obviously at the end of the day, she did survive. So he didn't, you know, murder her <laughs> from behind like that. But, um, man, and they're just being way too loose with fucking Dark Beast, you know. They're mm -hmm. letting him, you know, do surgery on Cyclops. I guess they had no choice, but, man, you better have the whole team standing around watching him because who knows what he could fucking implant in fucking Cyclops' mm -hmm. head, 
you know, um, and then he ended up curing a couple of the new mutants, which I don't fucking trust at all. Um, you know, it was supposed to be a move of goodwill, but fuck that, <laughs> you know. Um, but how messed up was the scene of seeing them, like him, like taking the virus, which was basically Warlock, and putting it all into one of Jamie's uh, multiples. You know, and then they're and then, really being hard on Jamie yeah. in this book. And the fact that you know his, you know, doppelganger is like sitting there saying, "Kill me, please!" Just horrifying. Mm. horrifying. This is a dark fucking book, man. <laughs> I love it. So. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I have no idea how they're gonna wrap all this up. Mm. You know, especially with we know everything with like Hickman coming on board in the summer. I don't know where this is all leading to. It just seems like a lot to tie mm. up, you know? Unless it continues on this way, which I'm fine with, you know? But I don't foresee that happening. No, they'll line up. Oh, what do you <laughs> think about the whole interaction with Captain America? Um, I like that. I like the little moment between Logan and him where he's like, oh, you tried to be the whole strong, silent type. Uh-huh. Uh, it, was, it was an interesting interaction. I didn't, I, I didn't see what the point was at the end. Especially since he's like, do you think well, I they, can't be seen helping you, like, no one can, like... But do you think, well, because he basically gave them, like, hey, if you need my help, I'm mm-hmm. here, but, you know, don't trust the people you're going to right now. Which, it felt like Captain America, like, I did feel like that was on point, you know, mm-hmm. character-wise for Cap. Um, I'll be curious to see if they actually do use that card, you know, to call Cap. Um, and then just once again, continuity-wise, where the hell is this happening? Like, where where is this storyline taking place at this mm. point? Because it doesn't feel like it really lines up well with everything. But I, Uncanny does have a tie-in with um, War of the Realms. Oh, okay. So you know, I guess we'll find out, right? Um, but yeah, yeah. Overall, I mean, it's one of my it's one of the books I look most forward to mm-hmm. currently, um, right now. Um, every month. So. I think it has the most different feel out of everything that Marvel's putting out right now. I just love having this kind of, you know, smaller, you know, mm. ragtag X-Men team that we're following. You know, I love this scaled back approach. Um, and then like cornered and just being this kind of like feral animal that, you know, is just trying to figure out its place in the world again. You know, we've had these overblown teams, you know, the past, God, this past past decade. So I like this version of the X-Men. And it's very much like the version of the X-Men that I got into originally um, as a comic book fan. Um, You know, it was a team that was like stranded, or not stranded, but on the run in the Australian outback. And it was this kind of ragtag team. Um, It has that vibe to it, which I kind of dig. So, um, yeah, now check out this book. <laughs> Definitely. All right, that wraps it up for comics. Now it's on to wrestling. Plug yourselves in for the podcast Wrestling Society. I'm your host, Troy Adams, and along with my good buddies, Greg and Kyle, we bring you Wrestling Wednesday every single week at the PWS, covering the funniest and most historic stuff from wrestling past and present. And unlike any other wrestling podcast, we cover mixed martial arts as well. You can listen to us on any of your favorite podcast sources. We also post exclusive content like WWE Network watch-alongs, show predictions, and other stuff on YouTube. We've got listeners from all over the world, and you could be next. Give us a listen and join the society. Christian, you like podcasts. 
I love them. I love podcasts. Have you heard of this new Podcoin app? No, I haven't heard of it. It's available for iPhones and Androids right now. It actually pays you to listen to podcasts. Really? Yes, yes. You get digital currency for listening to your favorite podcasts. But what could I even use digital currency on? Gift cards, um, Amazon, Starbucks. I believe they even have Target. Um, you can also use that digital currency to donate to your favorite charity if you want. Wow. If really? you're actually a good person, unlike yourself. <laughs> <laughs> well, I have to really look into this. I listen to a lot of podcasting. Me like too. Daily. And, I mean, you might as well get paid for it, right? Exactly. Um, and right now, if you go ahead and use the promo code NerdShow, you get started off with 300 coins. That's a good deal. Right? Doesn't get any better than that. So I would stop doing what you're doing right now. Well, wait till the end of the episode. <laughs> <laughs> and go download PodCoin. All right. The pod player that pays. Time. No beginning, no end. An infinite procession that humbles our mortality. But there are moments in life that transcend our fate. Memories crafted by gods among men that defy time to forget them. These are the moments that echo through the ages. Always heard, never to grow old. Born of will, christened with blood. They are testament to the strong, the mighty, the eminent. Deities who defy their own mortality to forge an indelible imprint in the annals of time. Like the mythic gods of ancient Greece, they may thrill us, inspire us, at times make us angry, but they will never let us forget them. Tonight is their night, their battle, their moment of ultimate sacrifice. For this is their theater, their altar, their chance for divinity. Welcome to WrestleMania, the showcase of the immortals. All right, David, we've been speeding down the road. We've gone past all the road bumps, as many as possible. There was a lot of them. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> we're finally here. We're at the end. Whoa, 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 whoa. WrestleMania. For some reason, he likes this song. Pump it up, pump it up, pump it up, y'all. <laughs> that is the theme right there. Come on, now. <laughs> I think it's like WrestleMania 10, I believe. Come on, man. Every time around this year, that theme is going through my head nonstop. <laughs> All right. So, but yes, it is WrestleMania time. And regardless of how crappy the show might be at the time, I am always excited for WrestleMania for some reason. Yes. You know, Vince McMahon owns me at this point so <laughs> all that brainwashing for the last you know 30 years has paid off and you know no matter what 
I always end up watching WrestleMania. Yeah, it's all about forgetting everything that they did. Just enjoy the one. Well, usually the project all of a sudden gets really good for the last two months, and you know, before WrestleMania. Not and, anymore. Yeah. 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 <laughs> it had its moments, though. They had their moments, but yeah. I agree. Like so they, it was a little disappointing, you know, the last couple weeks. Definitely have been a little disappointing. Overall. We'll get into that as we go through the card. Yes, yeah, we're not going to be breaking down Raw and SmackDown this week. We'll just kind of talk about what happened, you know, um, you know, while we're previewing WrestleMania. Uh, we're also giving our predictions. So let's get it started because it's one hell of a card. <laughs> Looks like we got like 17 matches. Yeah, it's something crazy. So WrestleMania is going to be like eight hours long. Pretty much, right? That's not even included in the pre-show. And I, cause, well, like some of these matches have to be on the pre-show, right? Like they've I announced guess. the Women's Battle Royal. Mm. But like, I, I have to guess like some of the, I mean, especially like the tag match that they announced and everything. I feel the like Cruiserweight Championship has to be on. on oh, absolutely. Right? There's no <laughs> way that's cracking fucking the main show. No way. So, um, because we, we had maybe one, like, 205 live match that actually made it onto, like, the main card mm -hmm. this year. So I can't imagine them cracking it again, you know, especially with this jam-packed, like, mania this year. So, all right, well, let's get into it. Uh, the first match we have, and we're going by no kind of order whatsoever. We have no clue what they're going to do. Um, if you had to guess, Christian... What would be your opener match? Not your pre-show. Yeah, for the main card. Yeah, for the main card. You have to, because you know, that main, that opening match means something. You know, it, it it sets the tempo. So they usually go with a pretty big, like I, one year they went with AJ Styles and Shane McMahon. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, they usually, I think last year they went with the um, IC um, ladders. Yes. Right? They went right with match with uh, Rollins, Finn, Rollins and Finn. And yes. Um... God, I probably would have to give it to Orton and AJ. Looking at just the smaller matches on this card. Yeah, I mean, because you're figuring that's going to really set the temple and they mm -hmm. can put on one hell of a show if they get enough time. Um, you know, I, I could see that happening. I could definitely see even like... Well, we don't know what's going on. We don't know the status of Joe versus Mysterio because mm -hmm. Mysterio is currently injured. So I don't know if it's just a storyline, you know, I don't feel like it is, you know. They haven't called off the match at this point, so I feel like it's still happening. Um, and for Joe's sake, if they do end up, like, if Mysterio can't go, I hope they, like, substitute someone in there. Um, maybe Owens, since Owens he's not currently Raleigh. on. Yeah, you know, um, so, but I, I don't know. I, I could see that being possibly a potential for opening the card. But, yeah, I, I, there's a... There's a lot of matches here. <laughs> There's a lot of matches. Like I wouldn't say Reigns and McIntyre, no. just because I feel like they want him in like more of a featured spot. Um, I feel like they would. There's a chance that they could go Finn Balor versus Bobby Roode, even though we're not super high. Is that a new it. match that's happening? Hmm? Bobby Roode, Bobby Lashley. Oh, Bobby Lashley. <laughs> that's more of a. <laughs> that's the match that you want. <laughs> So, anyway, okay, well, we have no fucking clue, obviously. No. So, um, let's go ahead and jump into it. Like I said, this is a random order. Uh, the Women's Battle Royal has been announced for the pre-show. Uh, we have confirmed entrance so far is Asuka, Carmella, Naomi, 
Lana, Mandy Rose, Sonia Deville, Nikki Cross, Dana Brooke, Ruby Riot, Liv Morgan, Sarah Logan, Mickey James, and Zelina Vega. So that, I feel like there's a lot of spots left open there, so I'm guessing maybe some NXT, you know, um, wrestlers come up to fill those spots. Because uh, they are doing a fatal four-way at TakeOver with, for like the big four mm-hmm. that are down there. Yeah, I feel like we usually get a couple NXT women in this. Like last year we did. So, um, but... No Lacey Evans. I'm guessing Lacey Evans is probably in this match. So, um... You know, and that maybe could be kind of her debut. Yeah, I know she debuted at the Rumble mm-hmm. already, but she has not wrestled, I believe, since then. So maybe they go ahead and kind of re-debut her here. Um, I could even see her winning the thing. And that's a good way to kind of start her off. I mean, she's just been doing her little catwalk, I think, every show since the Rumble. So um, that's going to be my prediction, Christian. I'm going to say Lacey <laughs> Evans wins this fucking thing. Yeah, that's a, that's a very good prediction. Because, um, yeah, who else would they give it to right now? Asuka. I mean, that's who I was originally going to go with until you said Lacey Evans. Mm-hmm. Um because I could see coming down to maybe Evans and Asuka. Exactly. Evans wins it, and then that starts the feud between her and Asuka. Because there was a rumor for a while that her and Asuka would actually have like a title match at Mania at one point. So, um, yeah. Forget that. I mean, it's unfortunate <laughs> for Asuka. I mean, she went from being the champ coming into the show and not, you know, being on the pre-fucking show. Yeah, it's kind of disheartening. So, um, but yeah. She won the Royal Rumble at one point in her time. I know, I know, I know. It's been a rough, a rough year for Asuka. Even with, I felt like they started to push her again and, Mm. you know, with her winning the belts and nope, you know. Hopefully they get back on track after Yale Mania though. So, but I, I don't foresee it and we'll talk about, you know, that more when we get to the main event. So, but yeah, no, I'm going to um, say Lacey Evans. Christian, your pick? If I had to throw it away, I would say Mandy Rose. Mandy Rose. That's a good pick, too. Because they they still haven't really finished any of her storyline. No, and I feel like that was actually going to be mm-hmm. the match, was going to be Asuka versus Mandy Rose versus Sonya Deville. But yeah, now I definitely feel like that's a strong possibility for, you know. Maybe this will finally be the end of uh, Sonya and Mandy completely. Yeah. Yeah, and that can just... I feel like they've been teasing that for months mm-hmm. now, so... All right, well, moving on, let's go ahead and do the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal. Christian, do you want to read the participants? Sure. <laughs> um, it's going to be Braun Strowman, Michael Che, Colin Jost. Oh, God. <laughs> Is this the SNL cast uh-huh. right now? Um, next, we have Bobby Moynihan. No, sorry. Uh, <laughs> Andre... Um, oh, sorry, Andrade. Yes. Apollo Cruz. Titus O'Neil, Tyler Breeze, Jinder Mahal, No Way Jose, Bobby Roode, Chad Gable, Callisto, Graham Metalik, Lince Dorado, Bo Dallas, he's still there, Curtis mm-hmm. Axel, Heath Slater, Rhino, Victor, Connor, Mustafa Ali, some Ali nowadays, Shelton Benjamin, Luke Gallows, Carl Anderson, Martin. Matt Hardy, Jeff Hardy, <laughs> Otis, Tucker, EC3. Distant cousin of the Hardys. <laughs> um, 
just a who's who of people without any storylines. Pretty much. I could see Owens, you know, getting involved in this match. Yes. Because um, he currently is not on the card. Um, man. It's going to be Braun. I don't care about this at all. It's yeah, I really... Because it's really just going to be a showcase for Strowman uh, and Michael Shea and Colin Joyce. So I really... I'm, unless his tag partner decides to show up and kick him out was of the Was it ring. two years ago that, like, Gronk got involved? Was the Rock involved? With the... No, Gronk. Oh, Gronk. Yeah. Yeah. It was that like was a couple years. Yes, that was I terrible. That. I feel like this is going to be more like that. Mm-hmm. You know, um, it's not going to be serious. It's going to just be all comedy. So I, it's definitely going to be Strowman here. Um, yeah, I just feel bad for the rest of the guys. <laughs> Horrible. Hor- especially the Hardys. Jesus yeah. Christ. I mean, Gallus and Anderson are on their way out. Um, on SmackDown, fucking Naomi, like, eliminated uh, Anderson. In <laughs> Well, they had a tag match, a mix, like gender tag match that with like a ridiculous amount of participants mm, 18 like 18 yeah. just because they were fucking lazy and they just had to throw everything out there and then all of a sudden it broke into a battle royal somehow and like in the middle of it anderson just gets fucking thrown out over the top rope by a naomi you know from the middle of the ring <laughs> <laughs> You know what was really funny about that? It's like, that? they're done. They're done. They're there. Well, what, I, what I laughed at was, on after Raw ended, SmackDown um, stars just started tweeting about how much better SmackDown was going to be than uh-huh. Raw this week. It, and It really wow. wasn't. Yeah, it really wasn't. <laughs> it really wasn't. And, and that's not saying anything, mm-hmm. you know, on Raw's defense, because that was a pretty lame show, too. But, like... The, SmackDown was very much like your super typical cookie cutter go home show, but not for WrestleMania because usually mm-hmm. they have a little more juice behind it. Um, it was very much like interview segments, you know, and packages like promo packages selling WrestleMania. So it was it was pretty disappointing overall. Um, but yeah, no, I, I I definitely have to go with Braun here. I'm assuming you're going with yes, Braun. Yes, one hundred percent. Um. All right, man. Well, let's move on Watch to something that the SNL guys. Oh God, I could see that happening. <laughs> I could see that happening. Yeah, especially in New York, I can mm. definitely see that happening. Whatever. Um. So let's move on to something that matters a little more. Uh, Kurt Angle versus Baron Corbin. <sighs> <laughs> I'm actually terrified of this match. You know, I mm-hmm. feel like Angle's gonna want to put Corbin over because uh-huh. it's the right thing to do. I just don't want to see that. I'm hoping what happens here is, you know, it's a quick match. Angle just squashes Corbin and then someone else comes out and challenges him. You know, someone like Cena. Mm-hmm. Someone like Undertaker. You know, and see, then I'm Angle thinking, goes I'm thinking out the same thing, back. But remember Cena's, like, whole army that came out where it was everyone dressed like Cena? Mm-hmm. I want I want all of them to show up when Baron's trying to do his entrance, and then they all just beat him up. It's just one big <laughs> stomp fest, and then like Cena comes out. Fifty people dressed exactly. up like fifty independent workers dressed mm-hmm. up like fucking. Uh, Maybe Cena can drive into the arena, run over Baron real fast, and then get into the ring. Okay, and then it ends 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 <laughs> our fears. I think it it's gonna at least be Angle like conquering Corbin to yes. get that pop, but then you know. 
there'll be some kind of moment where Ankle gets to go out in style and, you know, at least please the fans, because people are going to shit all over that match, uh, which is unfortunate, because that really shouldn't be Angle's last, you know, so, WrestleMania memory or So moment. when Corbin comes in clean and wins... I'm going to be crying. <laughs> I'm going to be really disappointed. So I'm just, oh God. I really hope they don't go that route. So, um, but yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. I wouldn't be surprised. So I'm going to say Angle actually wins against Corbin. That's my prediction. But I'll I'm be cynical and say Corbin wins. Okay. But I'm going to say someone, that's not all. Mm. To be continued, I think someone else gets involved. All right. What do we got next, Christian? Uh, we have Shane McMahon versus The Miz. Falls count anywhere, man. So apparently, for some reason, uh, Shane McMahon now has, uh, what are they called? Sanity? Yeah. As his, like, henchmen. I forgot about that. He, they came out and attacked. Yes. And then on SmackDown, Miz defeated all of them in a false Count Anywhere match. So Sanity's pretty much just dead. They basically buried him. They had one guy fucking beat all of them. In a Falls Count Anywhere match. You know, so three guys who can do whatever the fuck they want lost to the fucking Miz. You know, who's not known for his hardcore prowess. Yeah. yeah. They're pretty much done. So, I mean, I hope they repackage them or do something, but I can't see them coming back from that. So it's really disappointing. Um, you know, I understand wanting to put over the Miz big time and make him look like a legitimate threat, but there's probably a better way. Mm. You know, wasn't even a good match. The crowd was indifferent. Um, you know, it just it it made no sense whatsoever. So um, I get like Shane having henchmen. It makes sense, and it kind of goes back to the way he was when he was a heel originally. You know, back in the late nineties. Um, but you know, give him the Mean Street Posse or something like that. Don't give him sanity. It, mm. it just doesn't even make sense storyline wise because <laughs> those guys aren't corporate guys. So, um, but yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm going to say The Miz goes over here. Um, I'm going to say that The Miz actually does it by having his own high spot to vanquish Shane. Hmm. That's my prediction. You think Miz is jumping off some shit? I think Miz is going to do a little stunt work. So I think he's going to jump off something. Yeah. You know, so he has that WrestleMania moment instead of Shane. You know, I'm not saying Shane won't do something stupid, because he will, but I think the Miz is gonna answer that to like, you know, put the nail in Shane's coffin. I, mean, I agree. I think Miz will win. I think the storyline provides Miz to be the winner. Mm hmm Because so. I honestly feel like they were originally, you know, before Kofi got involved with the main event scene, and I think that's the wild card now. I feel like they're really trying to build Miz towards a feud with Daniel Bryan. You know, where it's like all of a sudden, you know, the opposite of what we would have thought yes. of, you know, six months ago with Miz as the face and Daniel Bryan, you know, as the heel. So, um, I really, I feel like they're trying to build them up. I, I still feel like they will get there eventually, um, but this will be the start of Miz's, like, big baby face run. So, I just didn't foresee him, like, and I could see a title in his future, I just didn't foresee it as a baby face. So it'll be interesting. You know, so far on the mic, I, I feel like he's doing well as a face. Mm -hmm. But I don't know if he can really maintain that. So it's a fine line he's going to have to walk. 
So, I mean, what are you, what's your predictions? Oh, I agree. I think The Miz will win. I think the storyline definitely is, you know, it's a good guy versus the bad guy type of, like, especially yeah. everything with the dad and everything that's been happening. I just, I don't see it going past mm-hmm. this point. I hope it doesn't go past this point. So, I just don't know what you're going to do now with the heel Shane, though. So, maybe he starts throwing people at... He's not going to disappear. They still feel like he draws for them. So, um, I feel like he'll maybe start throwing people at, you know, Miz. And he'll build them up even more. You know, maybe he gets a little, like, you know, stable around him. Or henchmen, you know, besides Sanity, for crying out loud. Um, Yeah. I, I'm just not sure where it goes, but yeah. I just don't think they've thought that far ahead. No, no, clearly not. <laughs> For what we've seen booking wise this year, probably not. <laughs> All right. Well, next up we have here on the list: Randy Orton versus AJ Styles. I don't know what they're going to do next. What? You know, because I we've seen him do the RKO out of nowhere for the phenomenal forearm. What's the next? stuff that they could pull off something stupid it's gonna be stupid <laughs> you think it's gonna be like a 450 to the outside and oh my god it? that'd be really <laughs> fucking dangerous I'd love to see it though <laughs> cause yeah something dumb's gonna happen it's gonna be awesome um, but I'm looking forward to this match I think they did a really good job building it up I like the, the promos and everything that they're mm. they're doing and everything um, and I, when Randy's actually motivated, he put on a fucking great match, you know, especially against a caliber component like, opponent like AJ Styles. I mean, sky's the limit here. So I, I think this could potentially, you know, be one of those matches that could steal the show. Yeah. Um, you know, and we've seen AJ done it before. I mean, he pretty much did it with Shane that mm-hmm. year that they wrestled, you know, they opened WrestleMania. So, um, yeah, I, I, I have no idea who's going to win this thing though. <laughs> but yeah, I love, you know, you know, these like, you know, mock shoot, you know, promos that they're doing. They've been fucking vicious. Uh, AJ bringing up the, you know, the, all the drug test uh, mm. violations and everything like that. I mean, just, I mean, it, it really feels like it really stirs the pot and gets the fans into it and everything. Because even me, I, like, I, obviously we know it's scripted, but the fact that they had the balls to like bring that up after everything that happened this weekend with John Oliver, mm-hmm. um, you know, and maybe that was one of the reasons why they did that, you know, to bring up like we've suspended wrestlers before. Um, I'm not sure, but it, it definitely is bringing heat to this, you know, program. So in this feud here, um, but man, who I don't wins? know who goes over in this. At this point, I, I mean, I feel they like they just signed AJ. Mm-hmm to a deal I don't know if they've signed Randy yet so that makes me feel like maybe they're gonna wanna put AJ over here you know cause I they, mm. just logically you would think part of you would think that oh well you know they wanna get Randy to sign so like you know give him a little something but then part of them also has to be thinking well we don't wanna put him over if he's not gonna fucking sign <laughs> Do you think he's capable of leaving? Because I just... Oh, if you don't think AEW is going to at least go after him, because he said he's willing to listen to them. So, I mean, they'd be they'd be morons not to at least, you know, drive up his fucking contract, you know, price. 
So, I mean... Omega Orton would be amazing. Oh, could you imagine that? And he'd be such a great heel because everything that he's, like, you know, talked about with, like, indie wrestling and everything like that, he'd be perfect. And he's got a good relationship with Cody Rhodes, too. So... I'm not going to get my hopes up. Yeah. No, no. Don't get your hopes (laughs) up. Because he's comfortable, you Uh know. But I think AEW would also be able to offer him a lot lighter schedule. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I know I think he works a pretty light schedule now with you know WWE, but I'm sure AEW, especially the first like year or two, can offer him a really nice. Well, schedule. I feel like the talent over there would be able to spark his interest a lot as well, mm-hmm. where he will actually perform. Yes. <laughs> Every time yes. he's there, and if he feels like he has something to prove too. Mm-hmm. Like, if WWE wasn't necessarily willing to give him what he wanted, I wouldn't be surprised. But, my God, the, the heat that that guy would get just walking in, mm. that would be phenomenal. So, um, I'm going to say AJ Styles. I was going to say AJ Styles, too. but The one thing that I wish from Orton, too, is I wish to see that vicious side of him that we got with his feud with, like, Jeff Hardy. Mm. Uh, I'm hoping that in the match we get that side of him, you know, where he's, like, you know, yanking out his fucking ear and twisting around <laughs> with the fucking screwdriver. I, I like the promos that he's doing as a heel right now, but I want to see that side again from Orton too, because we haven't seen that viciousness um, match-wise lately. So hopefully that, you know, this kind of rekindles that. So, all right. So next up, Batista versus Triple H, no holds barred match, and this has actually got Triple H's career on. Yeah, Triple H wins. <laughs> Pretty much. Um, this has been really disappointing. It's just a great start mm-hmm. to the feud. Really great start. Yes. I was super excited by that. I was yes. like, oh, this is, this is going to be awesome. And all we've had since then is just a bunch of fucking, you know, uh, promos back and forth between yeah, the two. shouting matches. You would think, because Batista obviously, you know due to his schedule and everything like that, wasn't able... Like, I think he's actually showed up on Raw twice since then. You would think you would do something where you'd have him, like, continue what he did with Flair. You know, like, draw it out a little more. He could have, like, you know, beat down Shawn Michaels one night, Mm -hmm. you know, or, like, taking out someone else, taking out Vince, you know, done something to really get this going. But it, it feels like they were just lazy about it. I don't understand why. You know, it feels like they could have done a lot more with this and really got interest going and, like, put a little more fuel on the fire. Um, it, the flare thing was awesome, but it just felt like it wasn't enough to, like, mm-hmm. you know, carry this. And even with Triple H, you know, you know what, what Batista really, really wanted was Triple H to put his, you know, career up. But, like, Triple H almost, like, no-sold it. It, like, made no sense. Like, the way that promo was cut and everything... It was so anticlimactic. It was like, well, here I'm reading this contract, and he took him like it took him five minutes to get the fucking contract out of his goddamn pocket. Um, it was ridiculous. And then like he reads it, and you know, it's a, a letter from uh, Batista's lawyer, and you know, in there was basically he wants you know Triple H's you know career on the line. So Triple H is like, okay, I guess whatever, and that was it. Like, it wasn't a big deal. It wasn't like... I feel like the announcers aren't even selling it. Like, they just, like... Well, I guess it has to be this, you know, to kind of, like, spice it up. But, you know, not really. No one's going to really believe my career is on the line. So, 
I don't get it. I don't get it. Um, if it wasn't for the fact that Triple H's career was on the line, I would say Batista wins. But otherwise, I mean, I've got to go Triple H here. But I don't see this continuing. Oh, you no. Know? no. This is it's just, just a, a one, one and done. done. It's just disappointing. Like, I don't know why, because Batista kept on saying in interviews prior to this, was like, you'd have to take a really good storyline to get him back and, you know, like, all this shit. And, like, I can't imagine him being happy with this. Well, he was probably introduced with that first point, mm-hmm. and then they didn't have anything after that. And just, and then that was it. Because it's just bad writing. It really is. It really is. I would just hope that, I would think that he had more, like, control, you know, with the spot that he's in now, you know, being a movie star, you think he'd have a little more pull with the angle, but I guess you're, you know, involved in a program with the, you know, one of the owners of the company at this point. Mm. So, all right. Well, yeah. So we're both saying Triple H. Yeah, I, I just, any booking logic is just out the window when it comes to Triple H in my mind. Yeah. At least it'll be fun to see. Especially after he beats Sting. Yes, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I think I was the most disappointed I was ever in a Triple H match was uh, yeah. seeing Sting get taken down. Yeah, I can think of a few more, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I almost, I, in my mind, I want to logic, I, I want to rationalize it by thinking that it was actually Vince who put Triple H over there just because of the whole, you know, WCW grudge that he still holds to this day. Where he just seems to refuse to really put over anyone from, you know, WCW. So, but, I mean, it probably was Triple H, too, at the same yeah. time. Um, Alright, so what do we got next here? We got Roman Reigns versus Drew McIntyre. This is uh, Roman Reigns' return to the forefront. So that's what I'm going with. I'm, I'm assuming Reigns will win this This match. is really his first singles match. Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to say it's Reigns. Um, Drew's still going to look like a monster here because they did a good job building him up again, mm-hmm. you know, in a short period of time because they pretty much fucking, you know, buried him in the mid-card the last, like, three or four months um, just with 50-50 booking and, you know, just a horrible storyline. I mean, that stable of nothing that was him and Corbin and Lashley, mm-hmm. um, you know, just... A, a stable of convenience just for the writing team. <laughs> um, but let's not let's not write off McIntyre too quickly. No, I'm not writing him off. What I'm saying mm-hmm. to you is I'm saying he still gets the shine here. He's still going to look like a monster in this match, but Reigns is going to prevail over him. I feel like McIntyre is going to have a big year next year. Like I, I definitely predict that McIntyre actually gets a title run. You know, so I mean, because this is a this is a huge match for him. For him to be going against Roman in this caliber of a match at WrestleMania is is a big deal, you know. Regardless of his place on the card right now, and regardless of the fact that Roman's just coming back, the fact that they're giving him the ball here is huge. Because I mean, I mean Roman's first match back being at WrestleMania is a huge deal, you know. So um, I'm definitely not writing him off, but I just don't see McIntyre winning this match. So I mean, could he? I don't think it necessarily hurts Roman to lose here, no. but I just don't see Vince Especially if he shows way. up later in the card. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. And if that does happen, like if this opens Mania, then I definitely feel like Roman's going to lose that match and he's showing up later 
the night. Uh, but we'll talk about that later on. Uh, all right, and we've got the Cruiserweight Championship match here. Uh, Buddy Murphy versus Tony Nese. Uh, I don't know enough about the storyline, so I'm, um, I can assume that Buddy Murphy would win. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't heard anything other than praise. And there's so. no way that this is not on the pre-show. <laughs> there's no way. <laughs> so let's move on. <laughs> okay. So the women's tag team championship match between Sasha Banks, Bailey versus Nia Jackson, Tamina versus Beth Phoenix and Natalia versus the Iconics, which is Payne Royce and Billy King. Uh, I'm going Banks and Bailey. I just don't see how else they would book this match where anyone would care. Hmm. You know, unless they got big plans for Jackson, you know, Snuka. And I don't think Beth is sticking around. No. I would like to see the Iconics win. I just don't foresee it happening yet. You know, not on this stage. I feel like they want... They, I I definitely could see them going Banks and Bailey here. Mm-hmm. I think as we go down the road, these other teams will become... Except for Beth and Phoenix... Uh, these other teams will definitely become more bigger players. Mm-hmm. But I think as an introductory to Mania and everything, I think it's just easy to put it. I think they want to have that um, Banks, Bailey, and uh, Becky Lynch moment too. Mm-hmm. And then you could even have like Charlotte begrudgingly join along. Yeah, that's fine. It would have been, been nice if she was facing Asuka, won the title again. And, and then it came out or something. As a, yeah. You know, but I do feel like they're going to definitely like you know have a, a moment like that god i hope they don't prematurely do a uh, four horsewomen versus four horsewomen like moment where all of uh, oh at the end of the show yeah i don't think they'll do it at the end of the show i think somewhere in the next couple months they'll do that i think they're they want to maybe do that depending on what ronda chooses to do after mania we're hearing all different kind of reports mm-hmm. right now that she might be done you know you, like going off to have a kid um i definitely think they would want to have you know four horsewomen versus four horsewomen match at survivor series so depending depending on what you know the plans are and maybe they're saving that for you know not this survivor series next survivor series but um you know i feel like that's in the cards still but yeah i feel like they want to at least have that moment you know between you know the women at the end so um, I'm definitely going with Sasha and Bailey here. So just because I don't think anyone else would like if anyone else wins, it's just gonna be a dud, honestly. So and I mean just the build up for this match has been kind of shitty altogether. <laughs> Not gonna lie. Um, so and speaking of shitty build ups, <laughs> you stole it from me. Uh, we have the SmackDown Tag Team Championship match with the Usos versus the Bar versus Ricochet and Aleister Black versus Shinsuke Nakamura. And Rusev. Did Nakamura and Rusev ever come up with a team name? No. No. Mm. I, mean, I think that's nice probably on purpose. Yeah. <laughs> Just because they don't want it to actually be a tag team together and they don't want this to last for very long. Um, but yeah, no. Uh, this match happened pretty much on SmackDown. So it's kind of weird that like, oh, and now this is also going to be the Mania match. It's just bizarre booking. Um... 
I don't see anyone but the Usos winning this match. And, and before I would have said Ricochet and Black, um, but I just don't feel like Ricochet and Black have much of a future together after mm -hmm. Mania. So, and I could be wrong, but I feel like the Usos are going to win. We It's come out now that they have also signed um, a contract they've been kind of negotiating for the last couple months, but uh, a couple weeks ago they signed. So, um, I, I could definitely see them keeping the belts on them. And I'm fine with that, honestly. Yeah. You know, because like I said, I just, I don't want to really see Ricochet and Black have a long, like, tag team you know, program together. But I think all the teams that we have at least have the potential to put on a really great match at least. Yeah, and maybe I'm just kind of down this because I feel like the TV match wasn't that great. Mm. But, you know, hopefully they'll all kind of step it up for Mania and they'll have more time. This is also a match I could see being on the pre-show. That's true. But... So, um, but yeah. yeah, It is what it is, I guess. At least they got on the show. Mm. <laughs> Because that would have been really sad if Nakamura went from, like, co-main eventing WrestleMania to, you know, not even being on WrestleMania the next year. So, I don't know if there's ever been a fall that great, you know, from main eventing. I'd have to I have to go back and look at the rest of, you know, the manias to see, like, a main eventer who, like, actually won the yeah. Rumble to get there. It's, it's to really next year, important. like, being, you know, on the pre-show or not even on the show. Yeah. And it's not due to injury or anything. Well, would that be Miz then? Was he not on the next WrestleMania? I don't think he was anywhere near the main event. The next. Well, not the main event, but I'm saying like we didn't even like as of a week ago we didn't even think Nakamura was going to be on Mania. So I like I, I believe Miz was on the card the next year. You know, in some kind of match. Mm -hmm. um, he definitely wasn't in the, near the main event, but he was on the card at least. So, um, Jesus Christ. All right. Well, yeah, I, I'm going with the Usos. Is that your prediction? Yeah, I agree. Okay. We, I think we've pretty much agreed on every match. <laughs> Almost. So far, pretty much, right? I, I said the Miz. Uh, no, wait, you said the Miz. Yeah, I said the Miz too, man. I said Baron Corbin. You said Baron Corbin. Yes, you did say Baron. Oh, God, I hope not. <laughs> That's just no going to, I'll just turn off the TV right now. No then. faith in it. No, uh, I don't either. <laughs> All Next, right. we have Samoa Joe versus Rey Mysterio for the United States Championship. And I think it'll be really fun to see Samoa Joe's entrance in a Mania setting yes. with a crowd just going Joe the entire time. I want to see, too, what Rey Mysterio wears because oh, he usually yeah, he gets decked out. Yeah. yeah. So um, I just hope he can go because he is supposedly injured right now. Um, you know, he didn't. He had a match against Corbin. He apparently got injured during the match on Raw. Wasn't Corbin's fault. <laughs> Are we sure about um, that? No, yeah, we're sure about that. <laughs> so I, at least I don't think. It didn't look like it was. So, I mean, Mysterio is old. <laughs> and he's had lots of knee issues. So um, I still don't understand why Mysterio didn't wrestle against Angle. That was supposed to be, pro that was promoted um, the week before. Mm -hmm. And then they decided to go another direction. So it was a little weird. It made me think that someone was injured, but obviously it wasn't Ray because he had a match against Corbin. So maybe they wanted to just like give Angle a breather or something like that. I'm not sure, but um, but yeah, no, it, man. So if this match happens, I'm gonna say Joe, because Joe's been doing a lot of losing lately, um, and then Ray has been having his son with him, 
the last couple weeks. Like Dominic has been doing a lot, like he's been actually doing a lot of the mic work. And I know Dominic is like, I think he might be training to be a wrestler. Um, I don't know where he's at. He's still relatively young, mm -hmm. but I, I think he's trying to get into business. I could see something happening with Dominic here. You know, maybe Joe, you know, using Dominic as a distraction or something like that. Um, you know, like cost rate him. That's his thing. That's definitely his go-to family members. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> he is a vile human being, and I love it. So, um, yeah. So if this match happens, I'm going Joe. Um, but yeah, I would, I mean, if it doesn't happen, who would you, I, I hope for Joe's sake that they substitute someone, <laughs> you know, and they don't just cut it because Joe's missed mania, what, two years in a row because of injury. Yeah. So this is finally his mania moment and his opponent gets injured. <laughs> it would just suck if they cut the fucking match. I would assume it would be a similar profile match where it'd be like Ali, someone else. Who yeah. Else can go now he that. did beat Ali very quickly on SmackDown mm. this week. Um, you know, kind of the storyline was like, oh, this is a wrestler who's similar to Ray, you know, style-wise and everything. So I think they're making a point of it. Um, but I'll like I said, I would I would love to see I would love to see Joe versus Kevin Owens. I think that'd be fucking, yeah, that'd be fucking fun. awesome. But... Wouldn't that be a great fucking match there? Mm. I mean, God. I mean, too similar wrestling, but it would allow Kevin Owens to really come out of, you know, just, you know, that box and just let him, you know, mm. do all his fucking high-flying shit. Because I feel like he had to tone it down as a heel a lot, you know, and it would really let him loose, I feel like. Well, and Joe's the type of guy that will let you do... Exactly. exactly. Well, and Joe, he can, you know, Owens is a bigger guy, so he can do those moves to Joe, mm. you know. So, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know, man. I'm just dream booking now. <laughs> <laughs> so we've got the IC Championship match next: Finn Balor versus Bobby Lashley. More important, the Demon. The Demon. So, one, I was disappointed that they let on that the Demon was actually going to appear in me. Yes. In the little promo. That was my first complaint. Um, you know, I think it would have been a bigger pop if they just kind of teased it, maybe, and just like had him show up. I would have booked it where you have Lashley, you know, and uh, Leo Rush, like, beat the shit out of, like, Finn on Raw. Just beat him down really badly. Um, where, like, you're even questioning whether or not he could go. Mm -hmm. And then all of a sudden, Mania shows up. Lashley's like, just go ahead and start the count, you know, thinking he's going to win by forfeit. And then all of a sudden, the Demon shows up. I think that would have been a bigger moment for that. Um, but... Instead, they went with a really, really cheesy package, and they had, you know, Finn transform into the demon um, amongst, like, a bad, like, smoke machine going on. And then he started to grunt and groan. Make demon noises. And it didn't go over very well. <laughs> okay. I was like, I've never heard him do that before. <sighs> and with reason, because it was awful. He's um, made noises before, but it's never gone over. You gotta li listen to the does here. <laughs> it was a little next level. Oh, Lord. Yeah, it was a little next level. Watch it. it it's a little next level. Oh, it's, so. it's gonna be played. Okay, good. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure they're hearing it right now. Um, you know, and hopefully they never do this again, so we can kind of just forget about it and move on. 
I like my demon silent. So, um, but yeah, no, I, I'm actually excited. De demon wins. Demon wins. Yes. Yes. Demon wins here. I'm I'm actually excited for the match too. So I definitely I, I feel like they're going to put on a good show. So Lashley can go when he's comfortable and feeling confident, you know, and against a caliber opponent like Finn. Mm. I mean, they could put on a damn good show. So. I'm afraid that they don't care about this match enough and that they won't give it enough time. I'm worried about time for all these mm. matches, honestly, because there's so many of them. <laughs> um, but I just foresee it being like an eight-hour show, honestly. It's going to be long. I don't know what the start time is. I believe um, it's six o'clock like normal. But... Six, okay. So six our time, six central. Yeah. It could, it, so I don't see it just being four hours, though. I really don't. I really don't. So Because that's a lot of matches to do mm -hmm. in four hours. All right, so and I hope it's actually longer than four hours, just for everyone's sake, you know, on the card, because a lot of these sh matches are going to get cut really short. Then. Mm -hmm. All right, so yeah, so do we both have Finn here? Yes, I mean because it's the demon. Okay, it has like they haven't had the demon lose yet. I think the only person I could imagine even taking on the demon would be Alistair Black at this point if they were to build a feud against these. That two. would be fun. That'd be a fun mm -hmm. feud. Do you so do you book Black as the heel there? Yes. Okay. I feel like Black's going to come up and be healed for a little bit. I'd like to see that. Mm. I would like to see that. Just more range from him and everything. I think that'd be awesome. Um, That'd be great. I'd love to see that program. I wouldn't mind them treating Alistair a little bit more. You know how there was that kind of period with Undertaker where it's just like... Undertaker is just the enemy at this point. Mm -hmm. He's not necessarily a face or a heel for mm -hmm. a while. I wouldn't mind that for Alistair. As a character, like just he's kind of just, a tweener. Yeah, yeah. If you go up against him, you're afraid, and you're. Uh, yeah, if they build them the right way, I could have, that could definitely work. Mm. So, I don't know, man. I don't know. Um, but yeah, no. So I'm gonna I'm gonna say Finn wins. I mean, it's just unfortunate that this isn't the first time he's winning the IC belts. Mm. I mean, I think they prematurely pulled the trigger on that, you know, and they realized what they did, um, and kind of re try to reset it, you know, because I think this would have been a bigger moment. You know, if he hadn't won it in that in the fashion that he did, especially yeah. a couple months ago. So, um, you know, but yeah, I think he'll get a little WrestleMania moment here. So hopefully the first of many. All right. What do we have next? Well, on here we have the Universal Championship match with Brock Lesnar versus Seth Rollins. Um, I, I'm still firmly behind Brock walking out with the title, especially since Saudi Arabia is only a couple months away. You know, and just... God damn it, Christian, I'm going to have to agree again. Because, <laughs> I mean, I feel like they're... Like, this is the one time where the crowd would be a little more accepting to Brock winning just because of the other two, like, main event mm -hmm. matches. Where I feel like it's a bigger deal if those matches don't go the way that want where like people are just kind of numb to Lesnar winning at this point unfortunately um, and they could reset you know that mm -hmm. at Saudi Arabia since that's probably happening the next in the next month um, where I, 
I, I feel like if, you know, with, you know, the Daniel Bryan and Kofi match and, you know, the Becky Lynch match, if something goes, you know, awry there where the fans don't get their favorites winning, <laughs> I think people will be definitely more disappointed. I just don't foresee Vince booking three babyface wins, you know, in the main events. And maybe we're wrong. Maybe he just, you know, decides to let everyone go home happy. Um, but, yeah, no, I could definitely see Brock winning this match. Um, I think this is going to happen pretty much where we have it on the card right now. I feel like it's going to happen in the middle of the show, okay. too. So, I, w- I would think... You know, I honestly feel like the, the Daniel Bryan um, versus... Oh, yeah, there'll be matches in between. Okay. I just feel like it's going to be pretty much... Oh, I see where we're at on the card. We actually only have a few matches. <laughs> I feel like this is going to be like at like the two-hour mark or something oh. like that in the middle of the show. So I feel like the Daniel Bryan versus Kofi Kingston match actually has more steam behind it, mm. you know, right now. I feel like that's the bigger match at this point, booking-wise at least. It feels that way. Um, you know, whether or not McMahon feels that way, <laughs> who knows? But, yeah, I feel like the build has been better for the Kofi and Daniel Bryan match. So, um, yeah, I'm going to go Lesnar. It's unfortunate because, I mean, I'm happy for Rollins, you know, that he got this match. And you said he wouldn't, and he did, goddammit. Um, he got this match. But I just, now that Roman's back and everything, I just don't foresee it happening. Because if I was to book it, it'd be Rollins winning, mm-hmm. and then he would go into a feud with Mac. You know, and that would be a, a nice feud. I feel like if this was the last match on the card, then absolutely. Yeah. But. Yeah. No. I, I don't foresee it happening. And so. they're going to want to rush um, Reigns back into the title picture. Mm-hmm. Especially now that, you know, the fans are more accepting of them and everything mm-hmm. like that. Yeah, I feel like they're definitely going to want to pull the trigger sooner than later with that. So, I agree. I agree. All right. And does Lesnar win cleanly? Um, yeah, most likely. Okay. How many times has he really cheated to win? Yeah, I mean, technically, technically you're right. <laughs> Besides the Saudi Arabia match where it was kind of, you're right, there was, you know, there was a lot of gaga there where he went through the cage and everything. That I mean, that wasn't really his fault. Yeah. It's not like he cheated. Um, the ref just got the call wrong is really what they, you know, were selling. So, um, yeah, yeah. I just hope that it's not just a squash. That's what I'm hoping. No. Seth will definitely put up a fight. I hope so. I hope so. God, I'm sick of Lesnar. (laughs) (laughs) Just so tired of it. But I feel like if Lesnar does win, it's just to hand it over to Reigns. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So. All right. So next up, um, we've got the WWE Championship, Daniel Bryan versus Kofi Kingston. I just don't see a way besides... Besides complete insanity, <laughs> that Kofi loses this match. Vince is a crazy man. He is crazy. The only way I feel like people would be able to handle it, and I'm, I'm using that term very loosely, is if it's like like the New Day turns on Kofi mm-hmm. here. Um, and I really don't want to see that yet. I'd rather have him win the championship and then like Biggie, you know, turns on him or Xavier turns on him. Um, but I just, I really hope they let Kofi fucking win this match. I really do. I, I think I'd be, I'd definitely be more disappointed 
you know, if Kofi loses his match, then if, like, Seth lost his mm. match. So, just feel like this is the moment. Let him have the WrestleMania moment. You can do whatever the fuck you want next month. Honestly. Like, you know, if he only has a month reign, it's okay with me. Just give him this moment. You know? So, I, I don't know, man. I think there's more that they can do with Daniel Bryan's character with the New Day as well. That I feel like they've barely even tapped. What do you mean? Like I just feel like he hasn't wise. attacked their like consumerism barely at all. It's all been about yeah. Kofi Kingston's eleven years. That's the whole storyline. And I feel and I do feel rightfully so. I'm mm-hmm. glad that they focused on that because I feel like that's kind of built up, you know, the momentum that he has going into this match. But I feel like after he wins the belt and he goes into a longer program with Daniel Bryan, yes, that would be awesome. That'd be great. Because it was something that just felt like it was on the table just sitting there and he has he's kind of touched on it but it's I think it'd be just perfect you know perfect booking yeah I mean they're literally walking out there and just wasting food (laughs) every time they come out there so it's just perfect for Daniel Bryan so um and I just man I think Daniel Bryan would throw a fucking hissy fit if he doesn't lose this match to Kofi and here's another tidbit Daniel Bryan won't go to Saudi Arabia. Oh, I forgot about that. Yes, so you know, and they're gonna want yeah, their champ over there. at Saudi Arabia. So I feel like Kobe's winning this match. <laughs> <laughs> it makes perfect sense. Yes. Oh uh, god, he's gonna lose. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Last but not least, we have the women's championship match. That's between Ronda Rousey, Becky Lynch. And Charlotte Flair. It's a winner takes all because uh, Charlotte has the SmackDown title and Ronda has the Raw title. I will say, thank fucking God. Because after last week, if you listen to last week's episode, I throw a little temper tantrum <laughs> because of the way, you know, Charlotte beat Asuka, how much little sense it made. Now, we kind of speculated, well, it's got, they have to have this in the cards. Um, but at the time, they didn't announce it. So I'm glad that they did go that route. I feel like they didn't really think it through all the way, though. I don't know if that was like the master plan the entire time. But it sounds like the reasoning behind it is because they feel like with the tag division, the women's roster is kind of pulled thinner now. So it makes more sense, too, to have your biggest star in the company being able to float between the two shows. You know, that's Becky Lynch. So... You know, and what a huge thing to claim, to be able to claim, you know, not only main eventing WrestleMania, but to be the unified champion. So they have not said that, though. They have not said it's a title unification match. No, they just said, yes. We'll have her carrying Dual champion. Yes. So, but yeah, seeing her kind of strut down the ramp with both belts on her, that, that'd be pretty fucking badass. So, um, you know, especially with the Fox deal coming and everything like that, you know, I'm sure they're going to want their biggest stars on both shows. So, um, <laughs> I could still see Charlotte winning, though. <laughs> no. Just because I'm pretty sure Vince hates me personally. So, I'm fr- anyone, <laughs> I might be other- being paranoid, but after this a 30-year relationship I've, I've had with this man, I feel like he's out to get me. So I could definitely see Charlotte winning this match. Could you imagine the crowd? Yeah, no. Becky's gonna win the fucking match. <laughs> if this is the since this is the main event, it even guarantees uh-huh. it more 
for me um, that Becky is walking away as the champion because they're going to want that to be the last if shot. If anyone else were, it would be Ronda. Yes. I can't imagine Charlotte. Although if Ronda's leaving, though, I I feel like they probably go Charlotte over Ronda. That's um, a rumor, though, because a, a lot of what Ronda has been saying is makes it sound like she's staying. I don't know. It's a rumor that's been lingering for a while, you know. So, I hope it is just wrong because I I enjoy her work. I've enjoyed her as a heel, you know. Um, fucking Raw was insane this yes. week. <laughs> I mean, the the angle that they shot was completely ridiculous, but it was fucking entertaining as all hell. I'm not gonna lie. Um, they were in a there was it a. a it was a six, six woman, man, six yeah, woman yeah. yes, a six woman tag match against the Riot Squad. The poor Riot poor, Squad. Poor Riot Squad. Um, and if they did anything, they stabbed any of their partners in the back, um, that being Ronda, Charlotte, and Becky, uh, they would be out of the main event of WrestleMania. So they make short work of the Riot Squad, and then Ronda just runs over and decks Charlotte. Like, right away. And it's just a melee after that. Um, pretty good pull-apart. The security guards came out. And then the police officers came out. Fucking uh, Rhonda bumps into one of the cops. They start to arrest her. And while they're doing that, Becky takes a fucking cheap shot. Um, which I heard some people complaining about. But, I mean, I don't know why anyone's surprised yeah. by that when she fucking did the same thing when she had the crutch. So, <laughs> I was fine with it. Um, but then... It was a little out of character to see Charlotte then start getting in there, too, because mm-hmm. it feels like Charlotte, as more of the heel, like that type of heel she is, she would have tried to walk away from that not like and just laugh at them. But no, they had Charlotte go fucking full fucking psycho I think and it start going sense after her. If she had been hit a little bit more or something beforehand. What do you mean? Like, she... maybe if the first shot had been to Charlotte rather than Becky? No, it was to Charlotte. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, they decked Charlotte. She was down. And then they were getting, they were arresting uh, the, the two of them. And then Charlotte, outside of the ring, while the cops have, you know, Rhonda, goes after, you know, Rhonda or Becky. One I mean, I guess two. you could argue that she was upset. I guess. It just feels like Charlotte's more of an intelligent hill mm-hmm. who would, like, make that, like, choice Okay, well, you idiots are getting arrested. That's what she's been doing yes. these last few months. So it just so. felt a little odd. I still enjoyed the shit yes. out of it. Because like, <laughs> then they take them backstage, and it's literally like a fucking giant match of, like, a chi- you ever done chicken fights as a kid? I didn't. Where but... you get on your friend's back, and then oh, you're just kicking okay. friends. Yes. Or on the monkey bars, even. Mm-hmm. You're just hanging, trying to kick. So they're just literally kicking the shit out of each other. The officers accidentally put Becky and Rhonda in the same fucking car together. So they turn around, stare at each other, and just start kicking back and forth. It was the most ridiculous scene I've ever seen. And then fucking Rhonda tries to drive the car into someone, which right away, she should just be locked up at this point. (laughs) She tries to steal a police car (laughs) and tried to kill someone. Um, And then fucking Charlotte takes this vicious fucking knee. Um, or gives this vicious knee to Rhonda as she hangs her fucking head out the window, which we've posted a million different yes. versions of <laughs> at this point, which are all gold. Oh. So um, definitely check out our Facebook page right now. So people, the internet had their way with that clip. So and and rightfully so, it was fantastic. So, uh, but yeah, no, I really enjoyed that backstage. I can't remember a go home segment on. 
a mania that that was that crazy and entertaining. Well, I wish that had ended the show with that rather than it being Corbin. The problem is no one watches Raw for the full three the hours. Hour, so yeah. that's, I mean, it's basically like they're booking it like they used to book Saturday Night Main Event where you get your real main event for the first match because it was so fucking late. Mm-hmm. And then the rest of the show is just kind of like, you know, piddles on, you know, because it would end at like fucking midnight. So it feels very much the way they book Raw now. Um, you know, once in a while they have a bigger main event, but a lot of times it's just lost steam at that point and they're just throwing something on there, throw something on there. Now, the rumor came out this week that they're talking about SmackDown going to three hours. Yeah, no. that's exactly what I said. I hope not. They can't handle, they can barely handle two hours of television. Mm-hmm. Let alone three hours, as we've seen these few years with Raw being three hours. I just, God, I really hope not. It's just going to be painful. It really is. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I hope that's not true. So, But anyway... So how would you book this match? You got Ronda versus Becky versus Charlotte. I'm saying Ronda's not taking the pin here. I feel like mm-hmm. Charlotte's in the match. One, I feel like Charlotte definitely brings... I mean, not saying anything against Ronda or Becky, but I feel like Charlotte brings the match up to the next level, having Charlotte involved in the match. Just because I feel like she's such a solid worker. You know, they they can trust her. You know, where Ronda, regardless of how fantastic she's been... She's still a rookie, and she still has them those moments where she's green, mm-hmm. you know. Um, so they can rely on Charlotte to do a lot of the heavy lifting in the match. Um, I definitely feel like Charlotte's getting pinned here, though, because they're going to want to save, you know, Ronda versus Becky for down the if she's still around, you know, mm-hmm. for down the line, because um, there's still money there for a one on one match between the two. Um, so I definitely feel like Charlotte's going to end up taking the pin. Um, and I definitely feel like Becky's going over, like I said before. I just think we're going to see a lot of team-ups between Becky and Ronda against Charlotte. I feel like Charlotte's going to put herself in a position to try to angle them to fight more, and then eventually they'll turn against and her. And that would be very classic. Maybe get a table I just don't know, like, the way Ronda's acting right now, she's so manic. Mm-hmm. That I don't see her teaming up with anyone because she's just been so fucking. She's just been the kind of heel where she's like a pit bull. So I, I, I almost don't feel like that's gonna happen. But like typically, that is very much what would happen. But Rhonda's almost at this point as big of a heel as Charlotte is the way she's acting. Um, thankfully, this week there was no sign of her husband anywhere. Because I was really fearful of her husband somehow getting involved in the angle after the prior week. So this, and that still might be in the cards, but this week we did not see that at all. So, um, yeah, I I just was terrified that somehow he would get involved and be part of the picture. So, um, I don't know, man. I don't know. I'm going Becky all the way. I'm hoping that they get at least 25 to 30 minutes for this match. Because um, I really feel like they, you know, this is deserving of the main event. Mm. So um, I'm glad that they finally, you know, booked the last match right. You know, at least the last, the main event, the real main event is going on last this year. You know, because there's been a few years prior that that has not been the case. Um, so, you know, I'm glad that they got this right. Mm-hmm. Um, where, yeah. do you, where do you think they go from here? 
it really all it just all hindered on like whether or not Rhonda's coming back. Mm-hmm. You know, um, if Rhonda's not coming back, I think they pivot to Charlotte versus Becky for a while, which I'm fine with. I mean, they're going to put on fucking classics. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I, I, I'm, I'm still hoping for Asuka. I hope Asuka gets, you know, another shot. You know, I really do. I mean, that would be nice enough, but I don't see it. Yeah. I, I, really I like do. to think that Raw after Mania, Shayna Baszler showing up. And maybe if, especially if Rhonda's out of the picture, Mm -hmm. if Rhonda is going to be on sabbatical, um, Shayna Baszler showing up would make sense. Um, You know, she's there to, you know, avenge her friend. So, um, and that would be a great, great feud Mm -hmm. between Becky and Shayna. I think that they could do a lot because Shayna Baszler's fucking terrifying. I'm more scared of Shayna Baszler than Rhonda, mm-hmm. you know. She my just, prediction for NXT is that she's not coming out with the title. Yeah. And I think she's ready, mm-hmm. you know, for the main roster at this point. Because, um, like I said, she's one of the most terrifying characters in WWE right now. So, um, and she just, she lives, you know, that character. So it's just a perfect fit. So that I, I'd love to see that. I would love to see that. But otherwise, I'm not sure where they'd go. I love for Ruby Riot to get a chance. Yes. They're just burying her though at this point because there was a while where it felt like they're protecting her, and they saw like you know big things for her. They still um, clearly value her as the leader of that team, but beyond that, it's just gonna be hard right away. You know, at least the first couple months mm-hmm. for them to like put any kind of spotlight and push her. They're gonna have to build her up again at least. So, but I, man, I would love to see that, you know, she's a great worker. Mm. She really is. So, but anyway, so I'm going to, yeah, I'm going to, Becky's on top. I mean, I'm assuming you're predicting the same thing. Yes. Okay. (laughs) All right. So (laughs) I think we pretty much were on the same page for most of this. this, I mean, we've been trying to predict this card for the last three months, Mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. Because it's been set in stone almost for the last three months. Yeah. Which you would think, you know, everyone cries for long-term booking. Mm. And unfortunately, the writing staff was not up to the task. <laughs> yes. You know, this year. So, I mean, we really... Because really has been like two two to three months, at least the main event scene. You know, except for... I would say... I will say that they did a good job of calling an audible with Kofi and really running with it. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like they set up something that was super memorable Hopefully they pull the trigger on it, you know, and don't waste that momentum right now. Because I feel like, you know, besides Becky, you know, I feel like the one thing that you'll definitely remember from Mania is the whole Kofi angle. Yes, you know, this year. So um, that's something that people will look back on fondly. And it, it gives people hope for, you know, those undercard, you know, hard wrestler guys that, you know, all it takes is one injury for someone to get a push mm-hmm. and anything's possible. So... Um, and that's what you want. You want a little like unpredictableness, you know, like in a, you know, in your wrestling show. So, I don't know. All right, man. So, was uh, do we have any other wrestling news this week? We have NXT happening. Yes. We're not gonna go through a preview for that because I have not been watching the show. <laughs> so we'll just go. <laughs> to, I usually end up watching like the last like three episodes before mm. takeover just to get up to speed. So I don't feel like I could do 
any kind of justice to preview <laughs> in it, but we will review it yes. at least um, next week. Um, yeah, and uh, JR is now part of AEW. Yes. I mean, I think it, that's a solid move on their mm-hmm. part. Um, it makes sense. He He's going to be doing some commentating, but he's also going to be working as like an executive too, you know, which, I mean, why wouldn't you have the man? You know, he was Vince's right-hand man for mm-hmm. a long time. So pick his brain, you know. Um, especially when it comes to recruiting wrestlers, because my God, the, the amount of wrestlers that dude fucking recruited in the late nineties. I mean, all Hall of Famers. So, um, but yeah, yeah. Well, hopefully, I, it brings some big movement for them. I think so. They I are think still very small package right now. We're trying to hopefully see where it goes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, I'm holding out hope. I, it, I'm. It's looking very promising. Mm. So, um, but other than that, I mean, there hasn't been. Ton. I mean, it's just no. all been Mania stuff. So. Mania and G1 Supercard's coming, which is going to be another just four hours onto that wrestling that I'm going to be watching this weekend. Yeah, so. yeah. I'm probably, I don't know if I'm going to be able to watch it this weekend. I'll probably watch it during the week at some point. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's looking like a pretty busy fucking weekend. <laughs> so, all right, man. Yay, WrestleMania. Woo! Happy WrestleMania, everyone. Yes. All right, so that's going to do it for this week. Before we go, we got some awesome podcasts that we want you to check out. Uh, first up, we got Local Trash Podcast. The West Texas bad boys of podcasting are here. Listen to the podcast that Time Magazine said, who the fuck are these guys? Um, super entertaining. Listen, go ahead and check them out. Um, next up, we have Latin X POV Podcast. We are two Latinx individuals having great conversations on relevant topics through a cultural lens. Um, just great, like, topical podcast. Brings different perspectives to the table. Um, you know, give them a listen. Uh, next up, we have Collateral Cinema, a movie podcast focusing on good movies, bad movies, and everything else in between. Give them a listen. And then we have, last but not least, a really fun wrestling podcast called View from the Top Rope. Three marks from Wisconsin, Chad, Diesel, and JR talk wrestling and give their thoughts and opinions. Uh, it's one of my favorite wrestling podcasts going right now. So, uh, But, you know, besides checking out all these great podcasts, go ahead and give us a listen. Yes, if that's not enough for you, go over to dramacityproductions.com right now. You can hear us, all our stable mates, and have a great time. You know? That's right. That's right. You can find us over there, and you can also find us on every other podcast platform. That's every out there. other fucking <laughs> podcast platform ever. Yes. <laughs> Just Google us. You'll find us. And while you're there, especially if you're on iTunes, go ahead, give us a review, give us a five star ranking. God damn it! <laughs> um, it helps independent podcasts like us mm. keep going. So we live off of those reviews. So. Um, go ahead and do that. Um, and also, uh, you can check us out on social media, Christian. Yes, uh, we're on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Check us out on all three platforms. We do different things for each one. Uh, we highlight other podcasts on Twitter. We highlight all the great news on Instagram. And we definitely give you best of wrestling and all the other content that we can possibly provide on Facebook. That's right. Definitely check us out. Absolutely. And you know what? If you want to continue to help support the show, you can head over to TeePublic and buy yourself a Nerd Show shirt. Yes. That's right. some sweet merch on there. If you don't want another shirt, get on a mug. Get on your, like, laptop. Your your fucking mouse pad, man. Exactly. (laughs) 
<laughs> Put your baby in a onesie. You know? Yeah, whatever. <laughs> Give us some money. <laughs> We're doing this for free. <laughs> that will Help literally us. put food in our bellies. That's right. <laughs> so, uh, but yeah. And, and you know what? If you like what you're hearing right now, uh, in the background, that's our house DJ, Greg Brebner. Yes, uh, you can find him on SoundCloud and Instagram. That's right. And if you liked the music you heard at the top of the show, that's the band Them Guilty Aces. They're a great Chicago rockabilly yes. band. Uh, go ahead and check them out on iTunes. They got some videos on YouTube. And if you're in the Chicagoland area, come and check out a show. And, I, and if you made it all the way this far, I hope you got all your coins because you've been listening to us on PodCoin. That's right. And right now, if you are on the PodCoin app, you can go ahead and use the promo code NerdShow and you will get an automatic 300 coins. Damon, I think there's another place where NerdShow works. That's right. If you're going to go ahead and you're going to any kind of event, wrestling, music, uh, a convention even, like Christian did for C2E2, you can go ahead and go to SeatGiant.com. Use that promo code NerdShow and you'll get additional savings to already great prices. All right. I think that that wraps up the show. Thank God. Because we had a long fucking weekend. Oh my God. I'm going to be miserable next week. Just from being exhausted from all the content we're going to be absorbing. Yeah, I'm really like kicking myself for not taking a three day weekend. I don't know what the fuck I was thinking. Because I don't know. There's not enough hours in the day for me to do everything I need to do. So, yeah. Monday, I'm going to be miserable. If you think that's fun, David, we have to talk all about it next week. <laughs> <laughs> Yay, six hour shows. Woo! <laughs> all right. My name's Christian. My name's David. And that's the amazing. This has been a Drama City production. That's right, when I was in high school gyms and wherever it may be wrestling in front of dozens of people, you were in the WWE. Right. Getting suspended for failing drug tests. <laughs> <laughs>